Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Hey, it's Kira. Tune in to Saturday Breakfast on Red FM from 7 a.m. and wake up your weekend with music, chats, and all that's happening in Cork. That's Saturday Breakfast on Red FM with me, Kira Revens. Morning all, text 0868104106. You might be interested to hear uh, that um, holidays abroad for fully vaccinated peoples will be on the cards from July. It's a front page of making the independent today, including the UK, because there's an awful lot of confusion as to travel to and from the UK. It involves, of course, quarantining at home, etc., etc., and negative tests. But this morning, the independent is saying that they're also reviewing mandatory hotel quarantine. That system will be, ultimately, it'll have to be reviewed, actually won't it as more and more countries open up and uh, and vaccines are available but it's expected uh, that this will be i guess this will be a vac yeah will be it'll be a vaccine passport uh, for those who have been uh, fully vaccinated not with one but with two shots unless it's the johnson johnson which is jab and go but i suppose that'll be upsetting for those who won't be fully vaccinated watching the are vaccinated at all watching those that have been uh, traveling overseas to sunshine holidays. So I suppose, you know, it's good for some, but not all. But at least it's optimistic change in the weeks and months ahead. Uh, yet another marquee makes the newspapers this morning. The Red Tops have it on their, all of their front pages today. Tense standoff, a play on the word tense, I suppose. Halting night is a headline in the star. Armed guardie called in to ensure that this marquee set up for, you guessed it, another traveler wedding. This time, the marquee was dismantled at a halting site in Leopardstown. And there's photographs of everybody totally glammed up and dolled up uh, for the wedding being turned away. You see the bride walking off. You see families of the bride walking off and the groom as well. You see um, uh, little flower girls walking off all dressed up to the nines. Heavy guard of presence there yesterday. Uh, the dad of the young groom a uh, fellow called Michael Connors said, um, I know I'm breaching my tenancy on the halting site, but it's my son's wedding and he has no place else to go. So a lot of anger over that kind of continuing carry on with uh, with marquees and what have you. I was asking a question on the air yesterday morning because they say you can smell the Guinness now uh, in Dublin as they ramped up. And I was wondering, was it the same in Cork with regards to Murphy's Irish Stout or indeed uh, Beamish or Beamish, as they say, or Heineken? Uh, Owen English, in fairness, has answered to that in the examiner this morning. There are pints aplenty, he says, uh, being brewed and also, um, hopefully, I suppose, very soon distributed to hotels and pubs uh, all over the place. And Owen English says that eight and a half million pints of draft beer, stout and cider are set to pour from the production lines of Heineken Ireland in the heart of the city between now and the 2nd of June. And they need to at least have a good portion of them ready for the 2nd of June because that's when hotels are allowed to open. And the 7th of June, when pubs and restaurants will be allowed to people be able to eat and have an old loft outdoors. So pints of plenty, seven and a half, eight and a half million between now and the 2nd of June. Uh, they will be burning the midnight oil. Uh, more and more people, of course, will be ready now to take the jab if they so choose. And the latest to be offered now this month, the month of May, uh, is people in their 40s. And a lot of them will get Pfizer. So you'll get the first jab and then four weeks later, the second Many people could have the job done before the 1st of June. Papers this morning, of course, talk of uh, the um, the rallies and protests at maternity hospitals around the country. The Echo uh, talk of the maternity restrictions, or at least the protest at uh, 
uh, Cork University Maternity Hospital photographs and stories. But um, I see they also in the papers today break down what is allowed in different maternity hospitals. And it seems as if they have up their game at the CUMH. Now, we know of a nominated companion can attend when the patient is in active labor. Uh, or indeed has been called for a C-section. But also they're saying this morning that in the CUMH, nominated visitors can visit, and it's managed through this new app, which is now working, and the partners can also go to the CUMH for the anomaly scan. So I'd love to hear uh, from parents, or indeed uh, women in particular, as to whether that's an awful lot better than it was. Text 0868104106. The Irish Times this morning is a story of young people who say we envy Every generation that came before us. Why do they envy? Well, for many different reasons. There was never more pressure on young people now just to live their lives. And it's soul-destroying stuff when you hear the rent they're paying and them wanting to own their own property. There's one particular story with a girl called Jamie Paisley. Uh, She says, it is soul-destroying. We are considering emigrating again. We lived in Australia for two years, from 2013 to 2015. We came back with hope for a better future, but it's worse than ever now. And she and her partner are contemplating going back to Australia. Another fellow called Andy Kiley, 31 as well, says that he has paid off 75 grand of someone else's mortgage in the time they've been renting a property. 75 grand. And another fellow, the age of 32, Chris O'Reilly, he tried to buy a house um, and he was bidding on a house for 350,000. It ended up selling for 415 and he just dropped out of the race, obviously. So the big housing squeeze is a headline in this morning's mail because they are saying, and of course, papers love headlines like this. How accurate it is, I don't know. But they're saying that house prices are rising by 1,000 euro per month now. I guess it would. The problem with houses, of course, is if there's if there's interest in a house, it becomes a bidding war. You know, and when you're down to the last two or three, you can find the price going up 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 grand, depending on who you're, you're bidding against. There's a lot before the courts this morning uh, with regards to the papers from yesterday's courts. And there's a, a nine month jail term was imposed on a 41 year old man uh, whose life was blighted by alcohol and drug addiction, who had 177 convictions, most of them for theft. Uh, and he was before the court yesterday for stealing 50 euro worth of goods from a super value in Glamour, 177. They describe it this morning as an incredible record. And then, this is very worrying for a wheelchair-bound woman uh, who was literally in shopping. Um, and as she's wheeling around in her wheelchair, a drunken man comes up to her and he decides to push her across the road. He decides to push her around the streets of Cork City. She asks him to go away and leave her alone, and he won't. Um, She ends up then having to type a cry for help on her mobile phone and show it to a shop assistant. Uh, And she typed on her screen, he followed me to the shop. She managed to type out the text on her phone when she then showed it to a shop assistant. Guards were called and what have you. And this case made uh, court yesterday. Um, um, no, no sentence, actually, because that's been adjourned until June the 1st. But very, very upsetting and very worrying, that misfortunate woman. And you heard in the news there, it's extraordinary, but it emerged uh, recently that not one single dog fouling fine has been issued in Cork uh, since 2017. So in the last four years, one dog fouling fine. And if you wind back the clock further, there's been four fines since 1997. So four in four years. 
they say that it's very tricky to give out um, a fine for dog fouling because apparently you need to catch the dog in the act and uh, you need to have the owner of the dog there as the dog is being caught in the act. So you must observe the feces being deposited by the dog. I won't get too technical at this hour of the morning, but they're planning to go undercover now. Undercover dog poop patrols are planned. I don't know whether they do that, but they have council officials or employ people to walk around, you know, watching people with dogs on their lead, as in they, the undercover surveillance team, would have their own dogs pretending to be dog walkers. Or will they dress up as dogs themselves? But undercover patrols to tackle dog fouling. And you know these, um, uh, this is, these are cannabis jellies, and God knows they look like... They look like a packet of sweets you'd pick up in the shop for ch- for children. They're called stony patches. They look like a packet of jelly babies. They're a horror story. They're cannabis jellies. And um, there are children in hospital, apparently. Four uh, children, age three, found in, a, in the early hours of yesterday morning um, in pain and rushed to hospital, having eaten, gotten their hands on these cannabis jellies. And two of the little fellas are still in hospital, apparently. Papers also day, today talk, of course, uh, about... Uh, oh, can I also say that the new app is out, uh, Explore Cork. You can download it. I think, don't think it's finished yet, but what I've seen of it is fantastic. I might come back to it later on. It's Explore Cork, the city, the suburbs, the county, everywhere you can go and eat, all the walking trails you can visit. I think they need to do some more work on the different towns and villages, but I'm sure that all that's happening. But but what I've seen over this morning is fantastic. Fantastic. It's called Explore Cork. It's a new app that's out. And while that's happening, One English is also talking about the rollout of a, a fleet of cargo bikes. Some would say, have we got enough bikes and people delivering on bikes as it is without a fleet of cargo bikes with big, huge uh, bins on the top of them. But it's a citywide cargo bike trial and that um, will be rolling, if you pardon the pun, by the end of the year. You'll be able to borrow the cargo bike from a cargo bike library. I'm not so sure that library is the best word to use for that, but it's peddling uh, its way um, across the city where you can literally just borrow them. This is for retailers, especially the, like, like the old messenger bikes that we used to have many, many years ago. So it's an interesting one. Story makes the, the examiner today. And also yet another TV show has been added to the uh, offensive content warning list. Heidi High. Heidi High. Do you remember it? I don't know whether you watched it or not. I didn't watch it. I think it was kind of the UK equivalent to uh, a sitcom in Butlins or something like that. But apparently um, it uh, is of an era when much of the television was deemed, particularly the comedy, to be offensive. Not back then, but now. The Neil Prenderville Show. Anyway, I'll come back to these cannabis jellies later on this morning and some other quirky stories that are making in the papers today throughout the course of the next few hours. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 1850104106. I was asking the question yesterday, and it got quite heated with regards to um, religious education, sex education, and the family what is deemed to be a family in Ireland um, and what's being taught and what you would like to be taught to your small children. Massive response to it uh, by email, by text and by call. So I'm going to just dive straight into this and mix it up across the morning. So Jade, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Thank you so much. I know you're under pressure, so thank you so much for taking the call and squeezing me in. Did you want to pick up on yesterday's conversation? Go ahead. Well, basically, I think there's absolutely no space for religion in school these days. I mean, it's, it's 2021. And I think basically if they're going to bring in like classes where kids can learn about all sexualities and basically safe sex, it's 
it's time. You know, it's, there's no better time to do it than now. And like I was raised Catholic, I got I was christened, I got my communion, I got my confirmation, but like I didn't understand any of it at that age. So like it wasn't until I kind of got to secondary school that I kind of started listening to it and realised like how ridiculous it all was. And basically, I remember yesterday you were on the phone and you were on about younger kids kind of explaining that they'd seen like pictures and stuff of like Jesus on the cross and nailed to the cross at such a young age. Five. And like, I remember like when I was younger and I would have been like under the age of seven. And remember like in religion, like years ago, there were like the Alive O books. Yeah, and well, I, was, I don't, but I, I've yeah. saw, I saw them at home with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like I remember I used to have a teacher and she used to like print out photos from that. And I remember clear as day, I was under the age of seven and I remember colouring in pictures of like this man nailed to a cross and like just people, there was like people all looking up at this man, and like that's like. How old I were you? How old were you, Jade? I was. You see, I moved schools when I was when I was around seven, and this would have been in the first school. Okay. I remember because I remember that teacher. So I was under the age of seven getting this. And and do you recall how you felt about the nailing of na- you know the, to it the cross? Seemed, or back then, it just seemed so normal because it had been like drilled into our heads the whole time. But like, it's not normal to be coloring a picture of a man nailed to a cross. When you look at it that way, you know? It's incredible because I got an email on that yesterday and I got a second one, which I'll read out, saying exactly the same thing. Um, uh, I appreciate the crucifixion of Jesus is at the center of Catholic teaching, but is it appropriate to be telling a five-year-old about a man being nailed to a cross, placing thorns on his head and leaving him to die while his mother watches on helplessly? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm, I've got two daughters, and I never christen them. I'm raising them, like, without a religion. And then when they're, like, at a certain age, that they have some kind of, like, cop on and, like, some of the common knowledge or common sense, then I'll, like, explain religions to them. Like, not just the Catholic Church. I'll, re- I'll explain, like, all religions to them. And if they want to be a part of, like, whatever religion they want, then that's no problem. Okay. What but about sexuality they- in school, then? Um, at what age should that be taught? Or different um, uh, family units? Or should it be taught at all? Because oh, the, that needs to be taught. That needs to be taught because the way I see it is there could be a child at home who is struggling with their sexuality and like privately, like in their own heads and they know themselves that they are gay but like they could have parents that aren't supportive of that. But then if they go to a school and the school is teaching it and the school is showing that it's completely normal to be who they are then they're going to know that it's okay. And also on the other side of it there's going to be other kids that just say they aren't gay, they aren't homosexual. They're going to be able to see like, if they are learning about kids that have two dads, or kids that have two moms, and they're also living, learning about kids that have a mom and a dad, or kids that just have one dad, you know, if they're learning about all these different things... And you know something? Yeah, they will. And if they're being taught that in school, and they're ex- experiencing that, and there are conversations about it in school, they won't be mocking other kids then as exactly. they grow older. There's going to be less bullying. There's going to be less, especially if there are kids being taught about this. There'll be less suicides, in my opinion, hopefully. And it's just going—it's just going to make everything normal because it is perfectly okay to be young at that age. Like what I remember, I was trying to think back, and I was talking to a few of my friends yesterday, and I was thinking back to when I—I I think I was in like fifth or sixth class, and I remember we had like this sex education. It was a day set out to it, but it was only like two hours, and there was the two classes went into this hall. We were taught all about safe sex, but I remember like I remember thinking back to it, but we were only taught about safe sex between a man and a woman. We were never taught about safe sex between two men, two women, nothing. But like, I'm looking back at that now, and there were kids in my class then that have re- that have come out 
Simpson as gay. Yeah. And I'm like, what been going through their head? Yeah. 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 You know, like yeah. they must have been looking at this and was like, What well, that's a man and a woman and it was just say it was one of the lads in my class and he he's come out as gay since then. He must have been like, Well, this isn't what I see in my head. This isn't like what I want to do. So straight away then he he was probably thinking, I'm in the wrong. Well, yeah, I, I had a conversation yesterday with a chap who actually did struggle as a young fella um, and probably struggled a lot because of what the information that he was getting within school and how he was he was suppressing it. And he was very worried about the fact that he was attracted to the same sex and was afraid to tell his parents. It's awful. I mean, it's just not right. In like, fact, in fact, he, he attempted suicide a couple of times. Yeah, I don't 100% believe it. What's brilliant your head at such a young age? Like, I even remember going into secondary school and that's when I kind of, like, I remember, like, being a religion class. And I remember just looking around and, like, everyone was, I, I just couldn't, like, what was coming out of the head, what was coming out of the teacher at the time. And the teacher would only ever talk about, like, the man, the love between a man and a woman. And there were kids in my class in that were gay. And they were after even coming out. And I'd look at them, like, and I'd be like... I know, I know. Uh, okay, okay. And um, if, if, if you're raising your children, your daughters, yeah. without religion, okay, mm-hmm. you're say, you say that when they're old enough to make up their own mind, will that not be... It'll probably be too late then, will it? They probably... They'll probably have enough to, a bit of pop on. To no, no, I mean, why do, you, why do you say that? You have to respect those that have religion and have oh, beliefs. Oh, 100% do. I 100%. Like, I have family members, obviously, more the older generation that believe in religion. I completely respect what they believe in. I, it doesn't bother me in the slightest, you know, but I do think a lot of it kind of is fear of why they do believe in it. And I think it's just the generational thing. And I completely understand it. But my kids, they will be taught everything about the religions. They'll be taught, especially about the Catholic Church, but they'll be told everything about, especially what the Catholic Church has done to this country. Oh, so you're only going to teach, you're only going to tell them the negatives then, are you? (laughs) No! No, like, I'll give them, I'll probably, honestly, I'll probably send them to, like, their grandmothers and their grandmother can teach them because they'll, the grandmother will know a lot more than I will, you know, about the positives about it because the way I grew up, I learned mostly about the negatives. But I just... Did you, were they, were you, were you, forgive me for asking, I'm dancing, but were your, were your daughters christened? No. Okay. No, um. I, I, the amount of pressure that I was put under to christen my kids, though, by, like, certain members of the family. Yeah. But I was like, I don't believe in it. Like, I was like, are you going to bring them to Mass every Sunday? So I was like, I'm not. And they were like, no. Um, but a lot of it was because of the fact that they thought that my kids wouldn't get into a certain school if they weren't christened. And in my opinion, I was like, I'm sorry now, but if they're not going to get into a certain school because they don't have a bit of water poured over their head by a priest, then... And can that happen? Uh, is that asked yeah. as proof? I, yeah, basically, yeah. But I, I don't want them going to that school anyway, so that's fine. I'll okay. send them to, I don't want them going to a Catholic school anyway. They can go to a school where it's more diverse. I so, uh, what, so are they of a school age now? My oh, no, my oldest is three. She before okay. in September, so she's. So you're saying that they ask for proof of christening? Do they for say a, a, a lot of places do? Like they ask kind of like religion. Do you know like they'll ask like what what religion they are? You know, so you'd put down either like Catholic or Protestant, Muslim, whatever. And what would you, you put, put down? down? I just put down NA. NA. Yeah, like not a, not a, a political. Okay. And do you think that you won't get a place on that basis if there's a lot of demand for places? Oh, probably, but they, I, I have no problem not sending them to that school anyway. I'll send them to another school that will accept. Okay, so no christening, no communion, no confirmation. <laughs> no, like I've had the, the talk with like their dad because their dad was in the same, same um, 
bravest and I that I am. Like it was more his idea than anything. Like I was I was okay to kind of go along with it back then. Like if the, like if everyone's kind of pressuring us to get christened, like it's not really that big of a deal. But then like I was thinking more about it, and I was like, no, like I don't I don't agree with it. But if it's only a piece of paper and it gets them into a school that you want to get them into, uh, would it not make sense just to pour the drops of water? No. No, no, I don't, no. It's not. It, I don't even really want them going to that school anyway. It's more like different family members wanting them to go to that school. Yeah, okay. that, I, that school. It's not. It's very. It's a very religious school, you know. And like, to be honest, I don't want my daughter being six years of age coloring in pictures of Jesus Christ on the cross. Oh, okay, nice one. Yeah. Thanks for taking the call. Have a good day. Thank you so much. Just, just regards to coloring. Um, my five-year-old started school last summer. Thank you. Have a good day, Jade. My five-year-old daughter started school last summer and has been participating in religious classes as it is a Catholic school. And she gets religion homework at least once a week. At her age, five, it's mainly just colouring. And largely, she's excited by it. But the homework that she's been doing uh, has caused me... Uh, to question whether it's age-appropriate. I appreciate that the crucifixion of Jesus is at the centre of Catholic teaching, but is it appropriate to be telling, a f- to be telling five-year-olds about nailing a man to the cross, placing thorns on his head, and leaving him to die while his mother watches on helplessly? This was not lost on my daughter, who was upset after the lesson in school and unable to understand or comprehend this act of crucifixion. I was not equipped to answer the inevitable questions that followed. I feel like maybe I didn't give enough consideration to what my daughter would be learning in school. If this wasn't something on TV, um, I wouldn't think it's suitable. And similarly, something of this kind of graphic and upsetting nature would come at least with a warning if it was on television. Or if it was a book, it would have age guidance. The approach to teaching religion is outdated and I'm also alarmed the idea that my child could feel segregated because I'm a lone parent. What kind of teaching goes on in schools with regards to lone parents? I think most parents would not agree with the curriculum that was critical of single parents and it's time for us to start asking questions about what our children are being brainwashed with says Aoife by email to neil at redfm.ie. Calls on the way. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at neilredfm. 104 to 106 Red FM. A lot of people responding to conversations on air yesterday, including conversations with uh, James and many, many texts. Michael says, my kids were baptized, both made communion and confirmation. I told them after that they could make up their own minds. My wife is non-religious and she's okay by my request. But when it comes to religious education, absolutely not. It shouldn't be taught in school. Uh, Martin says, religion has no place in schools in this day and age. I'm bringing my children up atheist If they choose a religion themselves when they're older, then that's their choice. I refuse to enforce beliefs on them when I don't believe them. Myself, feel education should not be ruled by any one religion anymore. Charlotte says, I personally don't think religion should be taught in schools as there's so much diversity unless the schools will teach a small bit of all religions. Surely the classes will be better teaching acceptance, maybe meditation, or teach how to deal with anxiety, mental health issues, In my school, we used to have gardening lessons, wildlife lessons, and lessons on social interaction and mental health. It was a huge help to me. I don't understand why these classes aren't still taught. Let me just find out if they are. That and many more other aspects of uh, education these days with children is dealt by uh, Eileen Halley from Jumpstart.com. She's got a new book out on it, incidentally. Eileen, good morning. 
Hi Neil, good morning, how are you? Good. Have you, were you listening yesterday? What did you make of the conversations yesterday? I was, and my heart was pumping in my chest now, to be honest. Um, initially, that's before the whole take-off with James' conversation. But initially about the school, I suppose, and the narrow-mindedness of what's been teaching um, really got my goat. I suppose I work with so many kids who struggle with their sexuality. And, you know, a lot of kids are growing up within families who have been reared in a certain way with Catholic religion. Now, don't get me wrong, I've absolutely, I am a Catholic. I have nothing against um, Catholics or people living their lives that way. But to teach our kids that, you know, a, a man-woman relationship is the only one out there, that there's a problem with someone if they're not straight. Like, our kids are dealing and all the younger generation are dealing with so many things at the moment. I just, I'm actually horrified that they're getting that in the classroom. They say that some girls walked out of one of these uh, lessons in um, uh, a Cork secondary school. Uh, and I was yeah, sent, I was I was sent photographs of screen grabs, actually, from the projector screen where it was saying that, I don't have the wording in front of me now, I'll get it again, but it was saying that, you know, special emphasis needs to be always put on um, uh, the male-female parents. Yeah, but you know, isn't it so archaic, really? Sure, but God, the teaching should be, you know, a loving couple who respect each other, who trust each other, who honour each other, regardless of their sexuality or their, you know, is that not the important thing? To teach our kids, if they're going into a relationship, the most important thing in that relationship is that they're respected and they're valued and they respect and value each it other. It is very important, I think, but on a level above that, again, is, is, is young children who perhaps... And, I'm primarily talking about teenagers, maybe, uh, who are mm-hmm. who are questioning whether they're gay or straight, and um, listening to all of these mixed messages. Do you deal with that much? Hugely, Neil. I mean, from the age of thirteen up, you have a lot of kids who aren't sure, and I mean, some of them they genuinely don't know, but they are questioning it. For some of them, they're very, very sure, and they're petrified, and some of them are terrified to tell their families because of the reaction. You know, terrified of their peers because of the reactions. And it's a horrendous place for kids to find themselves. And I think it's a huge cause of mental health issues within our country. And I know we've come a long way and I do really think we have come a long way. But just listening to that conversation yesterday, I just said, oh, my God, I thought we'd gone beyond this. You know, are we actually putting these kids in a spotlight in a classroom and telling them that there's something wrong with them on top of everything else that they're going through? I just couldn't believe it was actually happening. Yeah, are, are there are there many classes or sit down sessions on anxiety, mental health? Um, you know, the email I talked read there about social interaction, about how to um, you know be kind to each other and look out for each other. Much of that go well, on in I, schools, like non non religious ones. I think the primary schools um, have got a lot of that going on, and it seems to be doing pretty well. I think the secondary schools are ticking boxes, to be honest. There's wellness programs and no offence to schools, once again. Their curriculum is stuffed, but stuffed what? These kids need to understand what it is, to, what happiness means to them, what values mean to them, what respect means to them, regardless of a religion. Let's just try and give our kids the tools to understand what it is to be a good, honest, upstanding person who can be happy with themselves, accept themselves, no, there isn't enough in secondary schools, not by a long stretch of the imagination. And can a five-year-old process um, the crucifixion of a man on no. a cross? I mean, I ca- you know what? It reminds me even of when I was growing up. And I grew up in a Catholic home and I have got huge um, support as from being a Catholic because there's a lot of positives too. But to actually have a five-year-old child, I mean, when you think about it now... Colouring in the picture. Said, what were we doing? 
colouring in a picture of a body being nailed to a cross at five. I mean, that could, that could give me nightmares. Yeah. Well, I, just, I just don't get it. Why not teach that child about being good and honest and kind and looking out for But how people? can you teach religion, particularly Catholic religion, without incorporating the crucifixion? Well, I think at a young age, what is religion like? Is it not the kind of people we should be? I mean, my my memory of religion, and I suppose the one area that I feel um, is lost because we have lost so much in religion, is respect and value uh, values. And I think that's the thing that needs to be incorporated big time from an early age in kids and right the way, way through before they discuss anything of the depths of the history of religion. Let's just give them an idea of what it should mean to be Catholic or whatever religion it may be. Surely it's about the person, not the religion. Like, teach them about being a good person. How many times, Neil, and I'm sure you remember it as well, we'd be marched off to Mass on Sundays and then so-and-so would be walking up the aisle. And we all knew, like, they were a bit of a disaster. But sure, the thing was that they'd be seen inside in the church. Like, that's not religion. Religion is the good person and the person who values other people and respects other people. Well, I would hope that that's what religion is. Certainly teaching a five-year-old child about nailing a person to the cross and watching him die is like something I can't even comprehend. It's bizarre, actually, to be looked if you look at it through the eyes of a five-year-old, I suppose. Okay. Well, it is. Okay. Like, Neil, you'll also see, I suppose, from the conversation with James yesterday, like, religion does pose, you know, brings up a lot of anger in people. But I think that's the, that's the whole reason why we should be teaching a more open belief of what keep, what's good in life and what's good in a person and let, let the exact religion follow from there. Okay. At least let's teach our kids how to be good. Okay, thanks, Helene. I'm, I'm mad keen to find out exa- thank you, exactly what parents want their kids taught in school now when it comes to religion or not, but more importantly, sexuality and how there are different types of relationships. Now, anyway without wanting to putting words in your mouth, I'm mad keen to get your thoughts on it because this is a very changing world and we need to be more inclusive and not less. So text on that, text 0868104106. Kira, good morning. Hi, Neil, how are you? So you say children need facts, not fairy tales. What's a fairy tale? Give me an example of a fairy tale. Well, I think like saying that puberty is a gift from God, I mean, that's a fairy tale because we all know biologically every human is going to go through puberty, whether they're Catholic, Muslim, atheist or whatever. So like that's a fairy tale that they're told. And you've seen I mean, that, have you? You've seen that on the curriculum or on the... the uh... well, no, my, my, my daughter's in primary school. But like from what I was hearing yesterday, um, you know, people were ringing in saying that this is what their parents were, or their children were being taught. But I mean, like, I don't understand how that can be taught. Like, where is the credibility for teachers in that? I mean, like, if in one uh, religious uh, subject they're being taught, oh, it's a gift from God, but then in biology in the next class they're being taught the biological, you know, the actual, what actually happens. Yeah, so, like, there, that, yeah and, and there are there are also, I've seen, um, uh, re- the, uh, photographs of the reproductive organs and what have you, or at least drawings yeah, of them, I, yeah. I mean, children are confused as it is. They need clarity in their lives. And I mean, we need our children to go into the world not ignorant and not believing certain things. Because when I was young, we weren't really given a whole lot of facts. And I knew people who believed you could get pregnant from the toilet seat. So, you know, and that Because somebody told you that, is it? Yeah, like, you know, because we weren't given a whole lot of factual information, you know, and like... I just also believe, that, like the thing with like the married women, that special emphasis or married uh, man and woman special emphasis should be put on that. I mean, like because I heard James yesterday saying that like 
marriage between two men isn't as valid because they can't procreate. But what about um, a couple, a man and a woman who are married? What if they can't procreate? What if they can't have children? Does that make their marriage less valid then? Good point. You know, so like children should be taught what's out there in the world, you know, that they're going to come up against families who have two moms, two dads, one mom, one dad, adopted families, you know, people from IVF. Like they should be taught genuinely the facts of what's out there. Not all, like the religious thing is antiquated. Now, yeah, but who has a right to say it's antiquated if you're, if you're well, not? No, I mean in like, schools. I mean, our children shouldn't be taught this. I mean, I have no problem with religion. I have no problem with what anyone believes. If that gives them comfort, that's totally on them. Personally, I'm not religious um, and I don't think that my child should be pigeonholed into one religion and taught untruths in schools. I believe that all children should be given the facts and let them then make their own opinions and their own decisions. You know, like we shouldn't be like, I think the days of pigeonholing kids into one religion are gone. You know, like I, I, I do think that parents are in a, in a kind of a tough situation because like, you know, people are saying, oh, why did you send your child to a Catholic school? There isn't a whole lot of other options out there. Mm, yeah, yes, there yeah. are like there are the educate together schools, but from what I've heard, no, I don't have a child in an educate together school. But what I've heard from parents who do is that there isn't a whole lot of structure in the teaching in there. So, like, oh well, I don't know, but I mean, I don't know about that. I think that. But that's only from parents that I've heard that I. Well, I don't even. To, what do you mean I by structure? Know. What do you mean by that? As in, like, the kids are quite free in and like not discipline, I suppose, but like you know, there wouldn't be so much structure in the the subjects and you know like that they're kind of free to do what they not they, what they fancy but you know like you know it's all more about kind of the child being happy and things which I'm all for but <laughs> I thought I that's a good thing I suppose judge the, judge the educate together schools by their exam results I suppose well yeah true but like I just don't think there's enough options out there for parents to make a decision I mean it's either Catholic school or educate together and there aren't a lot of educate together schools there you know, but like, many people think there it is a time now when there is no religion in school, full stop, and that well, sex, sex education embraced the real world we live in, not the fantasy yeah, world of just a mom and dad. Or religion in school. I mean, like, be, let the children be taught religion if they're going to be taught religion, but as a world religion that they get a snippet from all of them and let them make their own okay, decision. Okay. Like, I think what kids should be taught is fact, not not like what we read in a book like uh, the Bible and things because we all know the Bible stories they're not based on facts they're based on you know a story to get like a message across so up on the screen in a secondary school this is where the girls walked out children have a natural right to a mother and father and this is the best environment for them where possible it is therefore deserving of special recognition and special promotion by the state children um, have a natural right to a mother and father um, that's well, I mean, fairly full on love. isn't it yeah, Married love is a unique form of love between a man and a woman, which has a special benefit for the whole of society. No, that's not true. I okay. mean, children need love and children need um, security. And, you know, if their parents, whether they be male, female or single parents, like if they can provide that to the children, then the children are very lucky. But then no, it's, that's fine if, if it's fine if adults want to have that kind of conversation. But this is mm. being this is being taught and shown. Uh, to teenagers, it also goes on to say the church seeks with others to reaffirm the national, the rational basis for holding that marriage should be reserved for the unique and complementary relationship between a woman and a man. 
But I don't understand how a church can have that thought process because none of the bishops or priests are married, so they can't speak on how special a marriage is. That's, that, that's their rule, you see. So, you know, either, either you follow the Catholic but, rules or you don't. You know, they, but me, they, they will hold on like to their how rule. Many, how many priests forced women to stay in marriages before, you know, that were abusive and, you know, like that they, to, to stay married was the thing. Like you weren't allowed to be separated. You weren't allowed to get a divorce. So, like... Just because you're married doesn't mean it's the ideal. And oh, it's, it's happy a, many, and, many you know, people were stuck and trapped in very unhappy and abusive 100%. relationships. So marriage yeah. isn't the be all and end all. You know, now I happen to be in a very happy marriage, and I know there are friends of mine who are in very happy relationships who aren't married. I know single parents. I know same sex parents. I wonder would you. And I wonder would we ever know of those that aren't happy because they don't tell us. I think you'd know. By the way, like I suppose people close to them would. Have an idea. I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about that. Some yeah, people can hide things very well. You know? True. You know, True. I wonder, and I wonder, are they trapped because of religion um, or because of, uh, you know, fear of letting family down? You know, what, yeah, yeah, gossip or what people might think, you know? Well, I would hope that anyone in my circle would know that they'd be supported if they ever wanted to come out of, um, you know, an unhappy situation. As in, if you mm-hmm. want to get out, just get out. Yeah, like yeah. no one deserves to, we get one life, no one deserves to be in an unhappy situation. Okay. I mean, no, I don't think, like, I don't know if anyone gets married for the wrong reasons, they, they obviously do, but like, you can change your mind, you know, like, you know, marriage, you get you get married for the right reasons, you get married because you love them, you want to commit to them, and you want to make a life with them, but at the end of the day, 20 years down the road, sometimes things change, and you know, you should be allowed to not have to stay in an abusive situation or an unhappy situation, which would also affect your children. But if you, 20 years down the track, no longer love the person or just fall out of love with them, you'd be slow to leave, wouldn't you, I would imagine, because you don't upset the other person, surely. Well, I suppose that's down to each individual situation. I mean... You don't want to wreck somebody else's life. Like They might be perfectly happy. All of a sudden you say, ah, this isn't for me anymore and I'm going to sling my hook. Well, look, I think I suppose they don't to each individual, but like, you know, I don't think I'd want to be with someone who didn't want to be with me, you know. Good answer. Good answer. Well done. Okay. Thanks, Kira. Thank you so much. Thank you. A lot Thanks. of text on this which welcome back. Let's stay with calls for the moment now. My boys are just one. My boys are not baptized uh, and will be going to an Irish Catholic Grail skull. Why? Because I want them to have great Irish. They were accepted onto the school or into the school even though I had no religion on their application. They were still accepted an Irish Catholic Grail skull. It depends on the school, I suppose. Neil, thank you for that. Sarah, good morning. Morning. Thank, thank you for holding. Raised a Catholic, so you were. Okay, what have you got for me? Well, I was raised as a Catholic. Um, my mom never brought me to any uh, any masses unless it was for a ceremony. Like, so I don't know. I I didn't find religion so scary or have a problem with the teachings of it. Obviously, I have my own issues with Catholic the Catholic Church. But I think a big thing is people need to separate the Catholic Church Church from the actual religion and yeah. what it teaches. Yeah. In my opinion, like from what I got from the Live O books and everything. Tell me I about the, the Live O books because I I did see them at home, but I can't remember what I picked them up or not. Are like, they prime? Are they primary school? Yeah, like primary school. When I was in there, 
oh, there would have been like obviously Jesus nailed to the cross, but that's not what I picked up from them. I picked up to like acceptance and to never judge people, and that's what I got from it. But that could be my own mother. Do you know the way? She's very open anyway. And even though she's she's Catholic, she's very open to everyone and everything like that. But if she was Catholic um, and you were raised Catholic, why didn't you ever go to Mass? Work. My mum was working all the time. Okay. Yeah, I, On a my Sunday morning? Becoming a single mother. My mother ended up becoming a single mother, so it was keeping us above water. Yeah. So I was working all the time. And then I got to a point where she didn't need to work it so much and... I was a teenager, and sure no te- teenager's going to choose to go to... Yes, church, to yeah, 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 yeah. Um, setting your ways at that live, stage, yeah. Yeah, the live out books nowadays, so my daughter is in school, and they're not... They're, like, the one I saw now isn't all about um, Jesus or Nails to Cross or anything like that. It's actually all about acceptance. It's all about, like, there's different... But there, there is still that. graphics that the kids f- colour in. Of Jesus. Not in, the, not in my daughter's one. I looked through it. It's all about different families and everything. And it's... Uh, what, well, Aoife, Aoife, by email, they're described it very graphically just this week where her daughter brought home now, and was colouring in the picture. The, it's just... It could be the age difference. But my daughter is five and she... Her book, I've looked through it. Uh, we had the option to have her t- be taught religion, but it was a separate class. Now, I did choose it because I am Catholic and I have... I am raising her Catholic, though she can make up her own mind if she wants to when she gets older. I'm not, like, I'm open just like my mother was. Um, but the book it was, it was all about uh, families and different backgrounds. And any picture she has coloured so far has been describing either her family or what a family is. And, it, and some of them were one mother, some of them were two, like, were not two mothers, but like uh, a mother and a father. But it was, it was all about acceptance. But there's nothing in those books that have two dads or nothing in those books that have two mams or nothing in those books that have one mam. No, yeah. there's not. But that's, at the end of the day, that is part of the Catholic religion. Like, it is. It's. is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is, like, the Catholic religion doesn't go on about two mothers or two fathers. But then it's unrealistic, you know, isn't it? Yeah, but then it's up to my parents. Like I've talked to my daughter about um, being like if she if she was to marry a woman, like or that person could marry a woman, or or that person could marry a boy, or you know she's made up her own mind. But like I've I've always talked about it, just as my mother has always said, if I was to bring a woman or a man home, it didn't matter. Yeah, but you have to do all of that heavy lifting at home when they're teaching a completely different message in schools. God only knows how trans kids must feel inside in class, you know? But is that not part of parenting as well? But it's mixed messages. They're learning one in school and then you have to unravel and unpick it at home. Not not really, because you have the option to choose if you want your your child to do religion. If you choose to have your child do religion, well, in my daughter's school, and it could be just down to schools, but we had the option. Yes, and but I doesn't that mean do the parents are, are opting out on behalf of their children because they find it dangerous? Whereas if they had a, if they had a, a curriculum or some kind of a, a program that was completely all-embracive of the real world we live in, which is just a world where we want to love and respect everybody, then children wouldn't be I, opting out or parents wouldn't be signing no on the form. 
and fair enough like that's that's more than likely true but I I just think personally I'll talk I talk to my kids about um different backgrounds and different people I go to college and you have everyone and anyone here and I they see that every time they come with me if they come in with me so like I'm very open and my children I hope will be open um but I like I think that that is the big change it's going to need to be in schools but at the moment my daughter I also signed a form for my daughter to start sex education yeah. now I have no idea what that sex education is yeah. I've no I actually have no idea but it's age appropriate is what I have what's on it but it will be children it will be telling that your daughter that um the, your daughter has a natural right to a mother and a father not the se- the sex education is different i think i don't know what they what they'll uh, talk about but it's more about knowing your own body i think okay 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 so i don't know i think it just comes down to the schools that you send your daughter to, that your kids go to um as well because i think it comes down to uh being open and diverse Open and diverse. Thank you so much. We'll pick it up after 10. Text 0868104106. Big response to this, including conversations yesterday involving James. Reams and reams of texts on that. He won't mind. James won't mind. Not everybody was completely in agreement with everything he had to say. Back after 10. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on The Big Red Bench. That's The Big Red Bench. Every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Emerald Music Station of the Year. You're on Cork's Red FM. Happy birthday to Tina Galvin Burke, an icon on the north side. And I know she's listening. She's always listening. So from all your friends and family and all that know you and love you, happy birthday today, Tina. Um, You know, and the seasons are changing. And, you know, we have other markers that we can celebrate as we head across the year. And yesterday was another marker for me when I took delivery of the first batch of the new season Irish Potatoes. And they arrived here to the radio station yesterday uh, via Garden Goodness in Douglas, all the way from Ballycotton. So later today, I'll steam them, uh, get a bit of butter and a bit of salt and a couple of fried eggs. Nothing else. The job. Maybe, if I'm feeling really adventurous, maybe some baked beans. But thank you to Michael and all of the gang. They sent me some beautiful Irish new Irish potatoes yesterday, the first batch, and also some beautiful Irish strawberries as well. And they sent an email to follow up saying, Great news. The new season Irish potatoes arrived today and they look absolutely beautiful. We can't wait to try them for lunch today. Bit of salt, abandoned butter. And you have a lovely dinner. Maybe a fried egg and beans if you fancy it. Ah, you can read me like a book. Things are looking positive and great to see businesses reopening, Neil. We're still busy with the home deliveries and we will continue that going forward. Thanks for keeping us entertained during the last year. Much appreciated, says Michael and all of the lads in Garden Goodness in Douglas. So you know where they are. They're in Garden Goodness in Douglas. And if you want to get some new potatoes, new Irish, new season potatoes, they are there waiting for you. So go and get them while they're there. Do not boil them, do not peel them, just wash them and steam them, and away you go. Thanks, lad. How many years now are you sending me new potatoes? How many years? I mean, it's got to be 15 or 20 years anyway, isn't it? Easily, I'd say, if not longer. Keep it going. A uh, lot of texts and emails and getting married next year, and before we can tie the knot, 
we have to go to a marriage preparation course. From my understanding and from speaking to others, a priest is part of this course. I don't understand how a priest priest can be part of a marriage preparation course when he cannot have a partner, cannot have sexual intercourse and in turn will never have kids. How can a man like this give us advice on how to love someone? I find this deeply uncomfortable having to speak about marriage and sex with a priest, especially knowing what went on in the schools many years ago with priests and the Catholic Church. I just wanted to get this off my chest. Don't give up my details. I hope you get to read it out, enjoying the show. So there's that and lots more besides many, many texts. But I want, I want also to, uh, to mix it up as usual. Uh, I got a text in this morning. I'd say uh, Louise has been thinking this for a while, but texted this morning uh, that it's shocking that I'm pushing the vaccine narrative every morning. Louise, good morning. Oh, not, not there. Well, maybe she was there a few minutes ago. Maybe I'll try another line there and I can... Uh, talk to her as soon as you, you track her down. Uh, but it gives me an opportunity while that's happening to read out a, an email that's very much uh, from the heart, I can tell you, very much. Uh, love the show. Listen every morning while I'm working from home. Uh, can't start my day without it. I'm getting no work done today, however. This is by listening to yesterday morning's program. Listening to what the Catholic Church is still doing in schools today, making me physically shake now with anger. I have the same sick feeling now in the pit of my stomach that I used to get every morning going to school as a gay student. Um, This is a gay man. I'm 24, a law graduate from UCC. I went to primary school in Middleton and secondary school in Kaloshta on Fiersig in Glanmire. I will never forget the bullying I suffered throughout my school years and the detrimental effect that it had on my mental health, which I still feel today. In secondary school, I was told by my peers that I was gay. I didn't understand at the time what it meant, why it was a bad thing or how how they came to this conclusion. I didn't understand because I had no knowledge or education behind me in relation to LGBTQ+, that community, that culture, or indeed I had no knowledge or education of sexuality in general. So the lads that bullied me in school, a lot of them, if I bumped into them on a night out, they would apologize to me. They wouldn't explain for what, but I knew. Bullied in school, apologized out. The majority of these lads aren't bad people. They were uneducated, like I was, in relation to sexuality. They saw something different uh, and unnatural in me. But they knew no better. I don't like making excuses for these people, but I can't understand that there is that kind of genuine hate out there. The parents also had no education or tools to understand what was happening my parents included. Education, education, education. That's the bottom line. Such a simple thing could have changed my life for the better if people had the tools to understand that we're not all the same. For a long time until college, I prayed every single night that God would make me normal. Not just for my sake, but for my parents' sake. UCC, my friends, family and my boyfriend, the love of my life, have taught me to accept myself now. I now wouldn't change anything about myself, even if I was given the opportunity. I was sent to a Catholic school because when I was going to school only 20 years ago, my parents had no knowledge of anything different. Uh, My friends and I were only discussing the other day, would we get our children baptized? And we really don't know. Because of the way schools are in the country, they would miss out on a lot. It's a disgrace. Religion has a lot to answer for and what it's done to the country. Uh, I'm in tears writing this. Can't come on air because I'm supposed to be working, but please don't give up my name. Again, I'm supposed to be working, 
But I have no shame. Thanks for your time um, and certainly for making Cork a better place one day at a time. And that email to Neil at uh, redfm.ie. I think Louise may be on one now. Louise, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How Thank you. I thought I'd lost you. I thought I'd lost you and I didn't want to lose you because I wanted to hear okay, what you have to say. So you. what's on your mind? Um, when I listened just briefly this morning, um, you said that you started going on about the travel. Oh, won't it be great that everybody will be vaccinated and they realise they can go travelling. Um, look, uh, the honest truth is I don't think anybody should be forced down this road. Um, and I genuinely am genuinely upset for the public because people, um, you know, elderly people that aren't on the Internet, they're not getting the proper information about the side effects of these vaccines. Um, this is like mass genocide that's going on. There's nobody getting the proper information. And who is going to take responsibility for all the children if they have side effects or these people? I'm actually genuinely upset about it and I'm shouting from the rooftops because my family as well have been sick from these vaccines, you know. And they're dangling it like a carrot. Everybody you speak to, it's like, oh, will we have to get it because we won't be able to travel? Mm. Who's going to take responsibility for this, Michal Martin? Mm. Are you going to take responsibility on your end for speaking about it openly? You know, uh, this is mass genocide, what's going on. There's people going up this minute, queuing up for vaccines that they know nothing about. They think it's the only option they have for their freedom. Um, when, when you say, just a couple of points you're making there, how, how sick were family members? How much can you discuss that with me? Um, quite sick. Um, I'm quite upset. Uh, an niece of mine was very sick. My brother went through chemotherapy. Um He's gone mad if I was even discussing it. I'm not oh, well, let's not, let's not discuss anything you're uncomfortable with. Um, you're but but you're, 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 you're giving me examples of side effects. Yes, it? yes. Um, and I'm quite upset over it because I'm shouting from the rooftops. There's a few of us out there. And if we think we can save the life, we will. Um, but it's just the people aren't getting the information. But who's dying? who's dying from the vaccine? There has been death. There's been a man outside Bandon as well, a friend of my neighbour's. Or my sister, sorry. Uh, there's people have died and there's people getting terrible side effects. But it's the elderly and it's the people that aren't getting the information. And even when you're listening to young but people. How come then, with as the vaccine is being rolled out? Um, the vaccine, it's not even a vaccine. But how come, well, whatever you want to call it, is being rolled out? That the amount of people yeah. going into hospitals has dropped dramatically and the amount of people that died from it before has also dropped dramatically. We had a day last week where nobody died. But they're going to say that anyway, and they're going to bring in a new variant, and people think they're out of lockdowns as well. They're deluded. You know, they're going to be going back into another lockdown. You're going to see in autumn, loads of people are going to be getting sick from these vaccines. I mean, the doctors themselves are questioning the vaccines, but they won't come out openly because if they do, they lose their license. Mm. You know, yeah. I, I really would love an open debate on it, you know. Um, children are going to die, you know. People are going to die from this. They're going to get serious ill effects. And it's the elderly people, God love them. They have no information. They're going by what their doctors is telling them. Oh, you have to have the vaccine. Oh, you're vulnerable. They don't even realise it's a trial. You know? My niece has a business up in West Cork, you know? And she's tried her damnedest as well to educate people when they come in. Some of these people are flabbergasted when they know it's a trial. 
I can't believe it. Um, that's a very that's a very grey area, though, because obviously the vaccines have been cleared for use, and they say that vaccines, even after they're cleared for use, can take animal trials. Neil, they no, pass no, animal trials. No, no, the no. only trial at the moment, and who's the lab rat, is the public themselves. And I'm pleading with them, please do. No, 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 no. The vaccine would have been trialed on people. All of the different it's vaccines. Gene therapy, Neil. It's not even a proper vaccine. It's gene therapy. But you see, you therapy. just said that there were only tra- you just said that they were only trialed on animals, whereas they weren't. They were trialed on people. And apparently, they say that vaccines continue with trials even after they've been cleared for use. They continue to clinically trial but them. That's what I'm but told. There you go. Trial. What's a trial? Would somebody go up this minute and buy a box of rat poison and they say, "Look, I'll give it a go. It's on trial." You know, are, are people realistic what they're putting in? You know, I, I, I mean, I'm shouting from the rooftops. You know this since last year. You're probably tired of me, and I don't mean to be shouting over you. You're not? I'm just so passionate because I really want the elderly. You're not. I, I won't. I won't. I'm not going to censor anybody. You're entitled, you're really entitled to have this narrative. It's something you believe. But yeah. we need to try and remain as factual as possible, you know? Yes, yeah, I get that. I totally do. But what I'm saying is, how can the elderly, they're not getting the proper information People that I've spoken to didn't even know. It was but aren't you frightening hard. elderly people now? They'd be living in fear of what you're saying. No, I'm not frightening them. You know, what, and what are you going to say so that if anything happens to them this year or next year, within, it's on trial up to 2023. The trials are still continuing. So would you rather them be up in a graveyard? Would you rather them get a stroke, clotting? There's people getting clotting as well from these meals. I, I had the stats. Yeah, I had the stats for them. I mean, they're about three or four weeks old now, the stats. But but you can't even say that they were related to the vaccine. All I'm asking is that somebody please have an open discussion and give people the proper information. Let people decide then. Let people see. Give them the proper information. The way If you were going to buy a car in the morning, you get the proper information. You check it out. Give them the proper information. There's people queuing up this minute and they think the only way that they have to have it is because they won't get the traffic. They won't be able to travel anywhere. And why is government holding travel, right? Put it this way. Why are they using a vaccine, right, for our freedoms? Have people not woken up yet? They're dangling it like a carrot. You know? And what's They're saying, oh, you can't travel here unless you have a vaccine. Yeah. They're causing degradation they, they, in society. They're they, going to separate they, they're, society. They're saying that because they're, they're, they're following the science. They believe in the science. They believe in the no. medical professionals to keep people safe no. and alive. Neil, and you know, them. and I know this is all part of the plan, the Great Reset, the New World Order. I don't know that. No, I don't know that. <laughs> <You're>, they're <laughs> causing segregation in society. They're going to turn, our own people are turning on us. You, you, know? you don't That's think that... going to happen. The, the people that won't get vaccinated, the, uh, that's what's good. That's what... The plan is conquer and divide. You know, this is part of the Great Reset. People need to look up 20, 20, 30, Agenda 20, 20, 30. You know, they really do. And look, I, all I'm asking here... You don't think you're people, Googling too much, no? No, Neil. No, no, no. I've been an activist for 20 years, and I can tell you now, I'm wide awake. Um, thank God to my late father, a great man as well, a very aware man. People, all I'm asking here is that people do their research. Uh, yeah, but you see, that that's the problem. You see, what you see, that's the problem if you're Googling and YouTubing. Um, how do you know that it's accurate? All of the stuff that tell you're ingesting. Them, you can tell them this anybody this minute. They can go into openfairs.com, right? The COVID data, everything is there. The statistics is there. 
Um, you see, you, you, you use a word, you use a word, you use a word like genocide. I don't even know why you use that word. Do you even know because what it means? this is what will happen down the line if people don't, if, if they don't realize this is a trial. Why are people running in this minute for a trial, forcing their kids in to have a vaccine? Oh, because the doctor said so, or Michal Martin said so. Really, people need to really wake up, you know, really and truly need. I mean, it's, it's just vile. It's vile to see elderly people and to see young families going up with, and their kids getting vaccinated. And they haven't to not, not, not yet, but, they, but it is moving down through the ages. Yeah, um, not yet. And, and I don't want, um, is nobody questioning why travel? Why, why is everybody coming because up? Because oh, we can't travel <laughs> because we can't have a vaccine. Yeah, because of infection rates and no, because of... Um, you know, no, spreading it amongst countries, is, bringing no. variants back. I mean, I don't know, I shouldn't have to explain that to you. It's fairly oh, self-explanatory. Serious, no, Neil, like variants. This is new world order that's playing out here, get real. You know, this is new world order that's playing out. They're trying to cause segregation in society. Why? And they're saying, oh, why? 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 You mark my words, it'll, ma- it'll be made mandatory. You wait and see. Because this is what they want. This is for Bill Gates, the big populist, the globalist. You know, I'm asking you here to have an open debate one morning and to give people, especially to, to, if we can save lives, if it's the elderly. But your open debate, an open debate is what's allowing you on the air right now. You know, yeah. yes, but I'm saying to really discuss it, you're not discussing it, you know, anything that's on a trial and people don't adhere to would have valued your opinion, you know. Um, and I really and truly am pleading with you. But you wouldn't be you wouldn't be on the air otherwise if I wasn't open to debate. Hang on okay. a second, Pat. And I appreciate that. No, okay, and Pat. I appreciate that. Hang on a second, Pat. Good morning, Neil. How Go are you? Jump in there, will you? Yeah, love your show, Neil. There, but um, I can't understand what that woman is on about. She's talking about genocide. Genocide was a thing that was done by the Germans to the Jews. I'm an old age pensioner, and I'm after getting the double vaccine, the dose. I got them twice and I'm as I'm like a two year old so I don't know where she's coming from with what she's saying about people that they're killing us they're not killing us uh, the, y- y- yeah. not you anyway you didn't have any side effects you're saying I did no, I, mean, I, 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 had, I had the, the, I had the and, Astra and does he think he's going to get the side effects today or tomorrow it's on trial till 2023 Listen here, no. Listen here, you know to me. Listen here, true to me. It's two months ago since I got that vaccine, and I'm as healthy now as ever. You're okay. I'm delighted. I have family members who are very sick. How dare you say that? I have family members this minute who are very sick. Why do you think I'm on the radio this morning pleading with people? I just worry that you're. Just just because you're okay doesn't mean everybody else. No, I mean you're entitled to your opinion. I just just worry that maybe that you're you're overly researching this and you're just going down a rabbit hole of negativity. Have you not seen the vi- Have you not seen all of the people? Have you not seen all of the people in India who are dying? Have you not seen all of the people in Ireland who died? America, I mean, all over the see, world. Did you see the pictures in India that they put out from the gas leak from 2018? Really, no. Using the same pictures from the gas leak, the gas explosions in 2018. Who was using the very same pictures? Who was using the same pictures? The media. Yeah. The media is the culprit at the moment. So the media, the media rolled out old footage and pretended that it was COVID I mean, footage. Seriously, oh. the media well, has been seriously, really? You want me to? Be... Okay, all right. Hang on, Bert, Gertie. Hello, Neil. How are you? Go ahead. I'm just raging listening to that woman. She's imposing oh, her own God. opinions on all of us. She's entitled to it. She's entitled to an opinion. She's entitled to an opinion, but she shouldn't be imposing it on all old people. 
I'm an old person. I've had my vaccine. And all my friends who have been vaccinated are not frightened, as she's insinuating. We're all quite happy to be able to mix again. She's warning. Actually, she's also entitled to say that to some extent, I suppose, the vaccine was rushed out. It had to be. It was definitely yeah. rushed out. Yeah. And I'm the first so what's wrong with Louise saying, beware of a vaccine that was rushed out? No, I'm not. I, I'm, I'll admit I was a bit worried in the beginning, but um, I'm quite, I accepted it and I'm quite happy that I've had it. And all my friends are quite happy. And she is saying the old people are frightened. We're not frightened. We're all delighted to be able to mix and come out together again. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but that was, uh, you took it for your freedom then? Yes, okay. yes, yes. There you go, there you go. There you go, Neil. You know, it's very there sad. Sorry, there you go, what? We were, we were all informed. I, I, I'm sorry, I've always respected the elderly and I've always had empathy. I worked in a hospital close by for years and I've nothing but empathy. I love the elderly people and I'm passionate about them. But this is why I'm saying it. You're generalising. You're generalising it. No, no, no. I am not generalising. Everybody I've spoken to, right? The majority are taking it for their freedom. Young and old people are taking it for their freedom because they want to get back to normality. That's what I'm hearing. And And they're not getting the information. And these are trials. That's all I'm saying. The vaccination is getting that You could save somebody if they got the proper information. Would you not do it? The vaccination is giving us all, bringing us all back to some form of normality. There you go. There you go. It's going to bring you back to some normality. Let me That's bring what in. The government wants you to hear. Let me bring in That's Anne. What Anne, they good want morning. Good morning, Neve. Go ahead. That woman is terrifying half the country because those that are waiting to go in for their injections now will probably take what we lay, won't they? She's no right coming on the radio. Blowing her mouth off. There's too many self-appointed, supposed to be experts. They know nothing. They're just going on that bloody Google and they're just making up their own mind and they're stuck down our throats then. Okay, so Mihal Martin cares about your health, does he? You, Mihal Martin cares about all the I'm women that died you cancer. So you believe, you believe you Mihal Martin in his suit? Mihal Martin up in Douglas... How dare you? I'm all right, guys. All right. Killed women all over the country, and our families are left behind. You have problems. There's no point. There's no point. Everybody shouting at the same time. You're not supposed to be about your health. You're supposed to be able to look after your own. Health. Your, your, your your point we have is to have doctors to look after us. Yeah, she's and saying doctors that can't come out because if they do, they lose their license because Mihal Martin and government would threaten them. That there are un, that Mihal there are Martin that there are consequences. Louise is saying that there are consequences that we don't yes. know of yet down the track with regards to this but I don't trial think that vaccine. Get a and she is saying unless they were sure, Neil. Mm, okay, yeah, no, well, I don't think they would. And she is saying that people are being forced into taking the vaccine. Enabled to enable them to get their freedom back or to go on yeah. holidays again. We're not, we're not yeah. being forced to take it. Okay. We can we can make up our own minds about that. We don't need her to tell us. Uh, you don't need me to tell you no. Um, no. no disrespect to you, but what I'm trying to say here is: what does you want to think? The you want to think that I would put myself on the line that I've been shouting from the rooftops to try if I thought I could save somebody in the morning. 
And I'm sure everyone else would feel the same. If you thought you could save one life in the morning that people weren't getting the correct information, would you not attempt to do that? And how come that everybody has had their double in- injection or even No, they haven't. Not a, no, they haven't. Some people, are questioning. some people are doing their research, their job, because the doctors... No, 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 she's saying that some people are... She's not even, she didn't even finish the point. She was going to say Sorry, some people have had... Me. Some people have... What were you going to say? They've already had their double injection and they're fine, yes, is it? I've had my double injection. Yeah. And I'm fine, thank God. Yeah. And yeah. that's great. And that is actually great. And the majority of people are great. Some people have listened to side effects, but not bad. Okay, uh, let me talk to uh, let me talk to Owen. Owen, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? Okay, go ahead. Uh, listen, I was just wondering that lady was on about a new warlord or and all this kind of jibber jabber. Oh yeah, I'm a conspiracy. I, ha- I, I still haven't like got one bit of evidence of a name to go by or a website to go by or anything like that. So, like, where is she actually pulling all this information from? Online. But you tell him to go in. Tell him to go into the open website. There's openfairs.com, and tell him to go into Agenda Twenty One and Agenda Thirty. It's up there for everybody. Know, but why but do you think what's happening at the moment? Who's publicising all these? Like, are these government Sorry? officials that are doing this? The government officials, sure, they're in on it. Sure, you've Klaus Schwab. He, he's bringing all this in the Great Reset. But, but what evidence do you have? Everybody to look up. What so you, so out. Louise, you were at the marches in the city, then, were you? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. And you must yeah, have felt you must yes, have felt yes. very vindicated that there were many others there who believe just like you. I wouldn't say vindicated. Yeah, well you would because you don't feel as if you're alone. In in that side of it, yeah, but then yeah. I that, that, that this is I, all I, just I a conspiracy to control people. Yeah. I've always walked alone. It's not about conspiracies, you know. I don't know how you can call someone a conspiracy theorist that that actually does a bit of research. And that looks into things. Just because you go on I mean, I call it critical mean... thinking, you know. I'd rather have an open mind and have critical thinking than to totally shut my mind on because the government says so, you know. Yeah. So how do you how do you rationalize then? I've always been. How I do you how do you rationalize dropping stuff. hospital numbers then? ICU no longer under pressure. People not dying. Because they like it. Neil, seriously, we've been no, stop saying seriously. No, but how? Like, you give you all you, you introduce a vaccine and people stop getting sick and people stop dying. Like, what part of that can't you follow? Like, sure, it's a new world order. Apparently, uh, excuse me. Look, if you look up Agenda Twenty One and Twenty Agenda Twenty Thirty, I've said this openly loads of times in your show, Neil. The information is there, right? Klaus Schwab came out. They've all be, they're all a part of it. The government's worldwide. This is about the new world order. Do people honestly believe what's going on at the moment? Okay, Joan. Normal. Hello? Hello, Neil. Go ahead. Neil, I'm listening to that lady there. She's a disgrace. I'm about to get my second vaccine tomorrow. And she's just frightening the hell out of everybody who are after getting who are about to get them. To me, she's a dictator. Now, what about all the scientists, the top scientists all over the world? They're sitting down, we're watching them on the news. And their big top scientist, Dr. Sanchez up to his one, he, I saw him get these injections. Why would they all be getting their injections if it's just a try? Yeah, they're all getting their injections. If you look closely at most of the videos worldwide, you're going to have Michal Martin, the whole lot of them. Do they honestly think they're taking the injection? What are they taking? This is about promotion. This is about promotion. Wait a second. Well, well, are you saying they're not getting... When do, when do governments care about people's health? Are you for real? Are you saying that are they're not getting... Are you saying... People, you're a dictator. Are you saying that people aren't getting... That Michael Martin didn't get okay. the actual vaccine, is it? 
Uh, and you believe that, yeah? Did you, no, you said... was down in the City Hall and he got the vaccine, the AstraZeneca. Did, because he saw a camera crew in there, all the tricks of the tree. Ah, wake up, lady, wake up, wake up. you're a dictator. Who, yeah, who, what the hell are you on about? I'm just trying to put information out to Wait a second, Louise. Hang on a second, are you saying that the video footage that we saw and the nurse, the qualified nurse standing next to him in City Hall, injecting him in the arm, was fake? Yeah. Well, if you want to believe otherwise, do me. I wouldn't. Oh, for I God's sake. Let okay. me go down and sit down and take a chill pill and a cup of tea. Okay. Yeah, I will do that. And, yeah. the nurse, was the nur- and the nurse and the HSE and everybody in the camera crews, they were all in on it. It's about course. Yeah, yeah. Was, that, was that real? It's about not chewing up like cattle. Without questioning, what the hell is wrong with that lady? Need watch you to be in a She's she's, she's entitled. No, wait a second. She is entitled to, to warn people that there could be oh, side effects, is. and we saw that with so issues with vaccines before. Neil, if you came out tomorrow morning, so you were warning people against the vaccine. I bet you they'd listen to you. Why? Because you're a broadcaster, and Neil, I'm a normal citizen trying to warn people. Ah, uh, yeah, no, that's fine. But yeah, that's yeah. fine. But when you start saying that Mihal Martin's injection was a setup and yeah. fake, uh, that's where you'll probably lose credibility. No, I didn't say the setup. I was saying I would look into it. Okay. I, would, I, I, just, I, I don't take things okay. to people. Okay, stop, stop, because people will just turn off, and I don't want people turning off. Joan, I'll let you All make right. one point before you go. I, she seems to think that everyone is getting the vaccines just to go on holidays. That's not happening with me. I'm not going on holidays at all. There are people I'll who are getting. There are people who are getting vaccinated so they can get on a plane. Well, maybe so, maybe so, but I'll wait, I'll wait till next year. I'm in no hurry to go abroad, but there'll be nobody tell me when to go on holidays. I'm not to go on holidays. Okay, all right, thank you for that. Let me move on, Eileen. Uh, Good morning, Eve. Go ahead, I'm going to take a break just quickly, yeah. Uh, I'm just listening to Louise, and I think she's a domineer. She must be eating Google, is she? She, she, she's trying to inform herself, she says. She's trying to do the research on it that, you know, she has a different narrative to maybe you, you know? Yeah, she's only listening to herself. I do think because I was just thinking there she had an accident on the side of the road and had to get an injection. Would she question it? What's in that? How long is that going to last? Will I be dead in twenty twenty three? I've always questioned things. Why wouldn't I? That's called critical thinking. We only take one day. If me or Martin so comes out or Hulahan and they tell you take a vaccine and you know it's on trial and it's still going to be on trial till twenty twenty three, you're all okay with that. And you're entitled to be. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is that people do a bit more research before they get it. If you thought you could yeah. save a life in the morning, would you not do that? Yeah, but if people, if people had underlying illnesses or had problems with their lungs or their heart or uh, with different forms of weight issues, because apparently it affects people who are obese and overweight, um, that saves their life, apparently. It, it really does, like, you know, you but see... You've no proof of that. These are still on trial. Which are the proof? Is that, okay, fair enough. But the proof no, seems nobody to... Nobody and I'm not cutting over you, but nobody has proof of this. This is still in trial till 2023. But the proof seems to be... all I came on here this morning for was to let people, you know, to get more information, to tell people do a bit more research before they start queuing up for it. Okay. And not to allow the government to dictate to them about freedom. And for me to so stop reading out headlines in the papers saying holidays abroad for the fully vaccinated in July. There you go. So that means the ones that aren't vaccinated won't be left on a flight. Yeah. And what, what happened to my body, my choice, and my own immune system? Okay, much Why obliged. Why do you think me or Martin's going to stop me from travelling and that he's going to force me to have a vaccine because I, over my dead body? 
would I allow him to put a vaccine into me that's going through trial stages? Are you joking me? Okay, let me get some more calls, thoughts and opinions. one 850 Text 0868 106 Back after the break. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Ah yes, texts have also lit up on this topic. Text 0868-104-106. And as usual, I'm being accused of not allowing people on who have a different narrative. That isn't the case. That just isn't the case. I mean, I may not get to read all of the texts. I get to as many as I can, but I don't refuse any narrative. Somebody's saying, why are you getting people on slamming her? Why don't you get people on that are agreeing with her? I bet there's people trying to ring you right now in favor of what she's saying, and it's typical of you. I feel like turning you off. I, I'm not refusing anybody airtime. Absolutely no. And you, I mean, you sent me a text. Uh, if you feel like coming on the air, uh, then you're absolutely more than welcome. In fact, why don't we just call you back there and see if you want, want to come on air. Uh, I do know, if you follow the statistical evidence of, uh, you know, what's going on in our hospitals, I mean, we're talking about 34 people now uh, in ICU. 34, that was hundreds. We're talking about one admission to ICU yesterday. One person went into ICU and one came out of ICU. Uh, unfortunately and, and sadly, we had eight confirmed deaths. And again, there are those that would say that on the death search, it said died. Is it of COVID or died with COVID? Uh, Cork had 21 cases of uh, COVID reported yesterday. Uh, 21 across uh, a massive, massive county like ours. So that's the statistical evidence. But um, obviously, there are people who don't believe that uh, the vaccine is the way out of this. And... Uh, one person in particular believes that there will be consequences of it down the track. So keep those texts coming. Text 0868 104 106. Pick up the phone on 1850 104 106. And I'll come back to those texts and emails as well as, as well as everything else. Uh, big response though to our topic from yesterday uh, by email and by text. We still live in a Christian country, don't we? So yes, we have more Christian schools because of that. We, we, we should teach religion, the religion of the land. And if anybody objects to the religion of the land, they can sit in another class. Simple as. Many would argue we are no longer a Christian country. My reply there would be for them to turn on RTE once a day at a minute to six for the Daily Angelus. If that's not enough, check out our ministers saying their prayers before the doll starts. There's a lot of controversy over both that. Prayers in the doll and indeed the Angelus. And really, the Angelus has very much changed now. It's no longer... Years ago... Uh, it was very religious and you had religious icons or religious graphics on the screen. Now it's more people looking up the sky, being ponderous and reflective. Um, just my two cents on religion in school. I think it should be removed from the school curriculum altogether for one simple reason. It's not possible to cater for all religions and the non-religious people. Uh, they will all want to have their say and they'll want their children aligned to within the school environment and their religion taught. Imagine having to provide teachers of Islam, Buddhism, Sikhism, atheists, agnostics, the list goes on. Some religions also contradict, contradict our moral values. Gender equality is contradicted. LGBTQ rights are contradicted. Parents and religious groups should arrange for religious indoctrination outside of school on their own time at their own expense. Um, James, yesterday's program, is what's wrong with the Catholic Church. I have nothing against the Catholic Church, but doesn't it teach you to love thy neighbor and all that? James is just portraying views that are homophobic. Is James serious? Catholic schools for Catholicism? What about my gay Catholic son? Teach him on the side of the bloody road, is it? 
thank Jesus he's gone away this year and back from backward schools and teachers. Uh, Your son, that is, you're referring to. My daughter was making a confirmation. She had to pick a name to be confirmed with. The teacher picked the name for my daughter. When she got home from school, we had to read together and learn about the name that she was getting conferred with. She was given the name Maria, the patron saint of rape. I physically couldn't read the sheet we'd been given. It was so graphic and disturbing. I rang her teacher the next day and she apologized. You were referencing Saint Maria Goretti, born in 1890 in Italy. She's one of the youngest saints to be canonized, apparently. Her patronage is of victims of rape, crime victims, teenage girls, modern youth. Um, and that's Saint Mary Goretti, apparently. I think the Catholic Church is so against homosexuality because so many priests are gay. Full stop. Uh, James is going on and on about suicide not happening before because people had a better connection with the church. That connection with the church caused the quietening of sexual abuse of children by the Catholic Church for many, many years. He needs to stop ranting and listen for a while, says Sinead. Paddy says, I believe the vast majority of priests were not good because they didn't speak out against the abuse that was going on, which they knew about. There is no such thing as a good priest. Ah, well... You can't, like, ah, look, you can't be saying that. I mean, it's like saying that there are no good people in the world. There are good and bad in all sections of society, surely be to God. Uh, Saying, what's this one here? I appreciate you standing up to that man, James, and calling him out for his fake fake facts. Thank you. Uh, LGBTQ is not a minority. It may seem like that because they're oppressed by people like James. It's not as simple as sending children to non-Catholic schools, Neil. I live six miles from Clonakilty. There is no other school besides Catholic schools. Religion should be taught outside of school the way the Church of Ireland does. I have a five-year-old daughter. She came home at Easter knowing about the crucifixion, which is scandalous. In fact, I've been sent a photograph this morning of um, obviously an exercise that a child was doing at home. And it is in the book. The book um, has uh, one page on it where it shows... Jesus on the cross um, and they tell you and the child then colors in Jesus on the cross and the instruction in the book is draw Mary near the cross draw Mary near the cross uh, and that went on in a Catholic uh, Cork school yesterday and kids are taking that home to draw so your thoughts on that are welcome One eight fifty one four one zero six. Mariana Ma- Marina my apologies Marina good morning Neil how are you you're extremely angry why is that I really am. Um, I was just listening there to Louise, and I have to say, everyone's entitled to their point of view, and I completely, I understand where she's coming from, and I come from the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you were kind of saying to her, oh, look, you know, are you researching too much, and are you going on to Google, and are you doing this? But, Neil, the fact of the matter is, the information regarding the 2030 reset is out there. It's on the World Economic Forum's website, explain how in 20 how by 2030 we will physically own nothing but we will be happy and we'll be in this happy clappy land where we own And who came nothing. up with that plan was that a meeting of world leaders some years back where they came yes, up with this was. plan yeah yes, uh, it was, that's it, exactly it was it the G7 was it I'm not too sure now uh, exactly well, what if, particular meeting it was Well you should know that if you're purporting um, the great reset you should know what the meeting was and who was at it Maybe I should, Neil, but I'm only a mere mortal here, just like everybody else going through COVID. Now, the other thing that I wanted to say to you with regards, the World Economic Forum plan is out there, the Great Reset. All, I mean, even if you look back at the beginning of the pandemic, 
uh, last year, Prince Charles came out and said, right, this is the time for the, the Great Reset. It's absolutely the right time and we're going to forge ahead now. That interview was brushed under the carpet because Prince Charles was not supposed to mention the Great Reset when they hadn't even properly released the pandemic. Now, another thing about... They released deal, the pandemic intentionally. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, where do you want, no, where do you want me to go? I'll go with you. Come on, where? Where are we going? Look, Neil, the coronaviruses have been around for years, okay? Somebody mixed a couple of little potions of old coronaviruses together. Bang, it's out into the earth. There's absolutely nothing about the coronavirus that is deadly, let me tell you. Absolutely nothing. Any flu will kill a vulnerable person, Neil. Like, the corona, it's just a myth, and it's been put out there. I don't know what the entire plan is. That's because I'm not a world leader, and I'm not in these circles. So I'm not privy to what exactly it is they're doing. But when I'm listening to Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1 interviewing Professor Luke O'Neill, and he says, I do not need the vaccine. I am not getting it because I do not visit hospitals. What does that tell you? Didn't hear that quote. Well, you can go online and Brendan O'Connor has it up online or RT Radio have it up online and you can hear it. I actually have it on my uh, Instagram page and my Facebook. I buy... reposted them and I got deleted off Facebook for having done so. You see, Louise said that Michal Martin faked the injection. Um, Louise said that the, that the media used used old footage from um, a gas explosion in India, and, explosion and, pretend, in India yeah. and pretended that it was um, uh, covid uh, disaster and emergencies where the over the hospitals were overwhelmed. Like, is that do, yeah. do, do you, we really take that kind of narr- that kind of talk seriously? I'm afraid I do, Neil. Do you, re- do you really think that, that Micheál Martin faked? Do you think that Micheál Martin faked his injection in the city hall? I couldn't say at all what Micheál Martin was doing inside in city hall, but from my own perspective, with no information backed with it. I don't believe he got an AstraZeneca, do you? I do. Do you? Yeah. Do you also believe in leprechauns and fairies and Father Christmas? I believe in Father Christmas. I believe in Santa Claus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Neil, look, I just wanted to call in. I've tried to dodge calls from Red FM all through this pandemic because I send in my opinion and I don't like well, there's, what you're talking Well, there's, there's proof that we do call people with an opposite narrative. You do. Yeah, I, yeah. I will give you. I will give you that. You've always called me yeah. back, and I've, yeah. I've spoken to you many so times I'm, on air. I'm, that so I'm not only interested in people who are um, of one belief. I'm happy to talk to anybody within reason. I mean, I, I do start throwing my eyes up to heaven when people say things like Neil Martin faked his injection. Though you know, I think that. Well, I, I get where you're coming from because it sounds absolutely it do- ludicrous. But the way the world is going, Neil, what we've got to ask ourselves. I mean, it's it's. I mean, think about that. Like, the nurse had to be in on it. Um, Neil, I didn't say that Michal Martin Louise didn't did. AstraZeneca. Louise did, well, and she believes like you in the Great Reset. That's absolutely true, but I didn't mention Michal Martin and his injection. That was Well, when I asked you, do you think he got the injection, you said, well, you obviously believe in leprechauns and Father Christmas. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Marina. Have a good day. Lines open. one 850 Back after the break. Talk to Neil Printerville now. 1851-04106. Red FM. Okay. Mark Willington fact-checked the uh, reference there to Professor Luke O'Neill on the Brendan O'Connor show. Thank you, Mark. Um, apparently, he was asked the question as to whether or not he had been vaccinated yet. Um, and his response was um, that uh, he said, I don't work in the hospital. My lab is on Pier Street. We have our COVID center in Trinity, blah, blah, blah. Three people in my lab go to the hospitals to get samples. They got vaccinated. I don't work in the hospital. He then went on to say, apparently, um, that uh, apparently Brendan O'Connor made some kind of a joke uh, that uh, people listening to the program would likely say, oh, he's not taking it. And then Brendan O'Connor said, Luke O'Neill knows well he won't have that poison in him. He said jokingly. Um, anyway, there was a lot of posts then on social media suggesting Luke O'Neill refused to take the vaccination. Other, uh, and this was a statement that was released afterwards by him, where he said, "I will take the vaccine as soon as it's offered." Uh, I explained during the program that I'm not a frontline worker. Um, he said that he is under the age of sixty and does not have a high risk or high risk of medical conditions. He does not fit into any of the current eligible cohorts. It wasn't his turn. He said that he's a strong proponent of vaccines through all the pandemic. Uh, and when the journal contacted him, he said he was not eligible for the vaccine at the time. The colleagues in his lab who did get the vaccine work with um, in hospitals and with patients with COVID and that he will take the vaccine as soon as it is offered. He uh, said he didn't refuse it or wasn't going to take it and didn't want it. He said at the time, I just don't work in hospitals um, and clarified it later by saying that it's not within his age group yet. He's not one of the cohorts to have it. Okay, so that's that. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Thomas, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Okay, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll stay with this actually because I want to be fair to as many people as I can. Go ahead. Uh, basically, where the, the lady was saying there earlier on there about the, the vaccine conspiracy and all this and this, that and the other, you know. Basically, I got the Pfizer job there three weeks ago up in St. Mary's, up in uh, Nocturne in the orthopedic by my own GP, uh, Nick Flynn, Dr. Nick Flynn. And uh, everyone inside there was absolutely delighted to get the Pfizer job, right? And that lady was saying that, do you reckon that uh, our T-shirt... Neil Martin did, didn't take it. I seen the video, 1.9 million, I think, watched it, 34 seconds of it. He definitely got it, of course he did. He got the AstraZeneca, as far as I know, is it? Yes, the, uh, yeah, well, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 Louise believes that it wasn't AstraZeneca, that's all. I'm, I'm just uh, telling you what she said. Well, well, uh, the no sore is telling lies as well, so then. No, no disrespect. No, well, I, let's not to no, do, but I, to I, do I, the job. I'm you know? told, yeah. I was told, I, I was rang on the, the Monday to go up on the Tuesday, three weeks ago, and I'll have my um, second job on the, uh, next Wednesday. And everyone up there in Nocturne, from 7 o'clock till 7 at night, they're doing a thousand a day in Nocturne. I mean, there's some going. Needed, she, you know? Louise is saying that there will be a price to be paid down the track because these are vaccines that are being trialed at the moment and and we don't know what side effects there will be 
in years to come. That's what she's right. saying. I mean, right. I, now when you go on about Indian video footage being fake and Michal Martin not getting it's not fake. a reason, I know, I've but I'm just let me finish and going on Sorry. saying that Michal Martin got water and say, for instance, and not the vaccine. That blow. That just. That's beyond credibility, really, isn't? I think personally. Well, well, well I totally agree with you, Neil. For the reason is he's a T-shirt of our country, right? And basically, it's like this: if he goes in there and gets water into his arm, I'm not right? saying I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I know hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically. Hy- hypothetically, right? Basically, what it is is this, Neil. Right? If you're offered the job. Right, for your own safety, your family's safety, your grandparents' family, your kids' uh, uh, sake. Right, you take the job. I, I, I was one of these skeptics at the start, of course, with Google, but then I said to myself, I'll take it. I'll take the job. Okay, okay. You know, and I took the job. But what I was getting back to with this one, Neil, is this right? With I'm not changing topic in one way, but the religion as well, Neil. If we came on about the religion, right? and said this, that, and the other about um, how can I explain it now properly to you. Um, God forbid, if I was sick and my last breath, everyone says a prayer mm. to whoever it is. Mm. I mean, James, I think it was James I was listening to. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Y- yesterday. People, people do believe that they have to, whoever it is, whoever it is, I'm Catholic, you know, I suppose those that are non-believers would love to believe and everybody taking their last breath probably in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that, that is the one. But, but, but the, okay. the problem with this thing is hopefully everyone will get vaccinated. Okay. Everything will be okay, which it will be. I know that because uh, doctors take an oath, you know, like everyone else does. But the doctors take an oath to, to provide for their, uh, their care of their duty to the patient. Okay, let's keep it going. Let's get some more calls after 11. Okay, okay, thank you. Thanks. Take care, Thomas. Cheers. Text 0868104, lads. Pick up the phone on 1850-104-106. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. Red FM Weather. With Casey's Furniture. Spring savings with fast free delivery. Order from stock online 24-7 at caseys.ie. We'll continue to get sunshine through cloud across the day, but watch out for some showers. Not much, but there will be showers knocking about, and then late afternoon, sunshine again when the cloud clears away. Uh, so a great morning all morning, but some cloud coming in now and some isolated showery activity. 15 degrees the high. Tomorrow, Friday, sunny morning, blue sky, sunny start, and then cloud building up from mid-morning around about 11 o'clock it'll start to cloud up a little bit and there'll be a couple of light afternoon showers fairly isolated but a few showers nonetheless cloud activity across Friday afternoon uh, Saturday will have sunshine through cloud on and off right across the day there'll be showers as well light showers uh, 14 degrees so for today a great start to the day some shower activity across the afternoon sunshine through cloud 15 degrees get it off your chest call Neil Prenderville now 1850 106 Red FM. <clears throat> Mark Willington fact-checked uh, COVID vaccine with regards to whether they did or did not or how many clinical trials there were. He gave me an awful lot of evidence on this. I won't have an opportunity to read it all because there's reams of it. Um, but you can check it for yourself. He checked it against the Reuters fact-check, which was uh, the Reuters fact-check team. Uh, and the 
social media users were sharing videos that falsely claimed that clinical trials for COVID-19 vaccines did not take place. Uh, Reuters checked it and they said that that claim was false. Clinical trials for COVID-19 vaccines were carried out before they were approved by governments and rolled out to the public. Um, as in the trials were carried out before the vaccines were rolled out. Pfizer's trial enrolled 45,000 participants across the globe. Oxford recruited 23,000 people across the globe, places like the UK, Brazil, South Africa, Argentina, Turkey, uh, the United States. Um, They actually break down the numbers in further detail then, and they talk about uh, some of the other vaccines as well. Where was that other part? Oh, yeah. Clinical trials for other COVID-19 vaccines are ongoing, including those for Janssen, Novavax and Moderna. Uh, The Pfizer and AstraZeneca clinical trials, um, 45,000 participants for Pfizer and uh, 23,000 for Oxford. And they said, uh, there's another part of it here. Yes, it said, The trials were conducted as follows. During the trials, half the volunteers were given the vaccine, half were given a placebo dummy treatment. Uh, And that's just a fact check for you with regards to some comments made earlier on this morning. Uh, In the world we live in now, it's it's just so important to be able to react quickly to to claims that are made because sometimes they're true and you just need to be absolutely sure. That's why fact checking is important. Jordan, good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, absolutely. You hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you for holding. No, What's on your mind? No matter at all. Just with uh, the lady that was speaking earlier about the new world order and everything like that. Now, I have friends and family members who believe in this stuff, you know, and it just kind of came to me like a, a, a railway train there a while ago. It feels like it's a, a new religion on the horizon of people believing what they're reading, what they're watching, you know, what they're being fed, you know, um, I don't believe it at all. Um, but yeah, lots of friends. It's like it's like a bit of a cult. These um, these people call them conspiracist theories. You know, um, I don't really believe in it now at all. But but like I got my jab. Maybe you ago. maybe you might believe if you read up on it. You see. But you, the, do you know there's a saying: "Don't believe everything you read." Do you know? And I, I, I'm a great believer on that one. Absolutely. Um, I believe what I see. And what I see is the statistics are going down. The deaths are going down. You know, um, what more can we say? Uh, In one part of the conversation earlier, and this is associated with the Great Reset, is that this pandemic was created intentionally. I've heard that from... To create a new world world order. But... uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not too sure if that's true, Neil. Absolutely. I, I, I really don't believe that's true. You think it's all oh. just a little bit mad? All oh, just a little bit mad. Neil, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to you go got myself. It. Thank you. Now. Cheers. John, good morning. Hi, Neil. Holding. Go ahead. Yeah, Neil. I you, 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 you claim to have the common sense middle ground here. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm kind of looking at Louise's side of things and I'm looking at the elderly side of things. Louise is saying there that... Uh, this came out too fast. I believe it probably did come out a bit fast. Um, and I can also see with the elderly, like they're worried. Um, they need to take something to maybe get their life back on track, you know. Um, so I know my son, I sound a bit nervous. And, you're and grand, yeah, yeah, you're grand, you're grand. You're grand. Um, you're grand. But like people, like we're going through a pandemic here, like, you know, and we have to make a start somewhere, like, you know. Um, 
and a lot of people as well like suicide is big at the moment you know people locked down we have to make a start somewhere like I believe myself that this has just came out a bit too fast the researching hasn't been long enough and I believe that I'm going to be forced to take this um, do you know I'm why would you be forced no one would force you they're going, well you are going to be forced if you want to live your life in the sense that you want to go on holidays um, because they reckon that if you're not going to get, I believe that if you're not going to get vaccine, you're not going to be able to travel. That's this year. If you never get a vaccine and say you decide not to bother traveling next year, you'll be able to travel this year. You'll be able to travel next year without a vaccine. Well, is that confirmed? Yeah, it'd be like any, it'd be like any communicable disease. You know, mm-hmm. her, her yeah, immu- herd immunity should protect you. Yeah, but it's just I believe. I mean, that you, like, would you go? Would you go to a country, for instance, where there was malaria or diphtheria or other issues like that? We take vaccines. No. Yeah, I know. I, I can see your point. No, I wouldn't, like, you know. But you see, going back to Louise's point as well a while ago, like, she's saying that people are, the research is, I believe that this, like, it hasn't, it's, it came fairly fast, like, you know, we're going through a pandemic. And I believe, like, that we have to probably start somewhere. Like, I'm not 40 years of age yet, like, you know, and I, I'm traveling the whole country through um, essential services at the minute, you know. And I'm meeting people, I keep my distance, I have my mask. And I know, well, I believe I had no symptoms of the COVID or anything like that, you know. Um, and I just believe that um, I feel myself that I don't need to take this vaccine, you know. Um, Why? And again, because I, I feel like that I don't have any symptoms, like, you know. Um, I feel okay. Like, people are getting um, getting some sort of symptoms after taking this vaccine. Um, people are sick. There's talks of blood clots. Um, you know, like the flu. I don't know about the, I don't know about the va- I don't know about the blood clots, but I I was very sick after it. I was really yeah. for about three or four days. I was completely yeah. wiped from it. I had this awful, awful flu like fever like headaches it was and it was but even say the flu jab like I, my poor grandmother used to take it and she had to she had to give it up because it actually made her worse I know I, I understand what you're saying you I know? mean I I got the flu jab I didn't I used I, I think I got it last year and then years I wouldn't get it I just get it if I think of it but I never had any side effects from it but with the Astra mm-hmm. I did and even to this day I still get these waves of fluy fevery mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, side effects that I never had before. I don't yeah, know whether yeah. it's coincidental. I'm just like letting you know. I was saying, Ron, regards to common sense, like, you know, I can see both sides of Louise's at a certain point, regards to Hall Martin. I think at the end of the day, I mean, that's kind of looking into it a bit too much. I believe he did get it done in fairness, like, you know. Um, but, like, then again, if you had to really look into it, you'll be thinking, did he get it done? But I believe he did get it done, like, you know. Um, and also, and I can see from the elderly side of people then, like, you know, they want to get on with their lives. They want to have a bit of freedom. And I can see why they're taking it, you know. Um, so I can see both sides of the of the argument here. Like, But for myself, like, I, I'm, I, I end up probably going to have to take it, but I'm a bit reluctant, you know. Because, as, again, as I say, I have no symptoms. I feel that I'm young enough. Um, Travelling the country through the pandemic, I've met a lot of people, and nothing has affected me. You know. Well, it's it's about they say that the vaccine is as much about you as it is about keeping your loved ones and other people safe. You know. Yeah, and then the other side of it as well, in regards to the COVID, like you know, like again, you hear people if it was sore thumb. You go to the doctor or whatever, or something. Oh, you need to get a COVID test. And no, the effect of that is that, for instance, if you rang the doctor with something wrong with you, 
straight away instantly, oh, you need to get a COVID test. And it mightn't even be related to COVID. Next thing, the, after, the effects of that is your, your husband, your wife, they have to stay out of work. Your kids are out of school. Financially, bam, down. And I just think that, like, this COVID has taken over. Ah, but don't, that's only all in the case of where you tested positive or you're a close contact. Yeah, but you, but you still have to wait for your results to come back. Well, that's and you're out of work. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that could take up to 48 hours. You know, so like there's a lot, like I see both sides of the story here, like, you know, and again, like, like a lot of families out there missing, miss loved ones who are after committing suicide or whatever due to this. And like, you know, like we have to get back to our it's a million. They say there's like, a million you know? cancer appointments missed across the EU. Yeah, you don't hear of anybody very, like everything before was, oh, she died from cancer, he died from cancer, or this, that, and other. It's all just COVID. And then you hear of COVID related, you know? Um, it's just that, um, I just believe, look, we need to, we're, we're, we've been what if there's a, a co- What if there's a COVID, well, there will be some kind of a COVID passport, you know, they talk about vaccine passports, which you won't have. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know whether that will also be the case of a vaccine search to get into a pub but how would you feel if there was again that's to go back to my point i'll have to end up being forced to take it to live my life gotcha okay 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 you know okay. like it could it could affect me in the sense of my job i might be left go to places because they might ask have i got it'd be like a safe pass i've yeah. got a safe pass yeah. yeah you know and yeah. that's what i'm saying is that and that's where i can see where louise was coming from earlier on we're being forced into these things no i'm not saying she's right or wrong but we can be forced into, but then the other side, you need to, we need to get on with our lives, you know, so. Cheers, Pam. Mind yourself. Take care. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. Okay, I'll come back to the issues regarding the vaccine and COVID again. I promise I will. I need to take a good look at a lot of the texts coming in, see what people are saying, and then revisit. But much of the start of this morning uh, with regards to a text from Louise, who originally said, I think it is shocking that you as a broadcaster are pushing the vaccine narrative every single morning. This is what propaganda is. When you're pushing this message constantly, you have people living at home in fear as a result. Um, and then Louise subsequently came on at the air. And I think that there are as many other people living in fear about what she had to say as well. And others are quite angry. But mind you, some are in agreement. So I will come back to all of that. You were talking about what should or should not be taught our children in school. Um, and that's got a massive response, not just by calls, but by emails and, and texts as well. Certainly the Catholic Church narrative, like Martin says by email, most Christians are probably not aware that there is actually, actually no, absolutely no contemporary evidence that Jesus existed at all. Never mind that he was some kind of deity. We need to teach children what is true, not unfounded stories from an old book obviously written by superstitious Bronze Age desert tribesmen who didn't even know that the earth circumvented the sun, says he by email. Some more here by text. The Catholic Church built schools, hospitals, churches, all through funding, raised through collection baskets at mass, state funding and the sale of thousands of babies. They also retained the land and buildings, which as assets are worth billions all around the world. Morning Neil, a study proved that atheist kids fare better in life. They are less troubled in their lives and they thrive more. 
atheist, atheist kids. Uh, why are communions cancelled again when restrictions have been eased is a question somebody's asking. And religious classes must be very sad and lonely places for our young LGBTQ teenagers. They must feel completely alienated, ashamed and isolated. Is it any wonder their suicide rates are so high? Back to the phone lines we go. Uh, Nina standing by. First up, Paddy, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? Lovely chatting with you. Thank you for taking the time to text and agreeing to come on air. I do appreciate it. Uh, talk to me about your own life. And you were raised Catholic, but are not Catholic anymore. Well, yeah, I would consider myself lapsed. Um, I, don't, I don't practice it, you know. Okay, but would you put down Catholic on a census? I probably, I would, yeah. All right, okay, okay, okay. Although although I drill an awful lot of holes in Catholicism, I ticked the Catholic box last time as well, weirdly, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, it's more kind of a traditional thing, something like that, maybe fam, family influence. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. Sex education then in primary school we've been talking about. Well, it, it, this is just my own personal experience, you know, um, so... Like, uh, I, I attended both a Catholic primary school and a Catholic secondary school. And when I was in the primary school, I, I think it was around fifth or sixth class that um, there was actually a, when we were learning about uh, our sex education, there was actually a, I don't know, actually a nurse or some sort of healthcare professional actually brought in and there was a day dedicated towards it. And it was more like, you know, um, at that age, your, your body is just starting into puberty and the the changes that your body was going to go through and it was done in a very neutral manner there was no religious influence um, uh, kind of through what she was teaching mm. um, it was more matter of fact scientific based but it was more, more, more leaning towards that in kind of a kid friendly way um, and then when I entered into the secondary school again it was done in a pretty neutral way we had a class maybe once a week uh, SPHE, sexual, physical, and health education, where again, um, you know, uh, we're taught again what your body is going to go through, uh, puberty, uh, we explored into uh, sexual intercourse in more detail, um, risk of STI and risk of teenage preg- pregnancy. And again, there was no real. Um, religious influence on on that um, I, I think we finished that in second year we didn't do it in in, in junior search you know, okay okay and what was so. the religious teaching if any it was both Catholic primary well, and secondary well I, to be quite honest I don't remember a whole pile from primary school I remember doing colouring in that sort of stuff uh, going down we had school masses that sort of stuff I obviously did my communion my confirmation through the school did you have prayers in the class um, not every day. Again, it was a, it was a national school with a Catholic ethos. More than like there was no. We got a visit from a, uh, the parish priest of maybe once a month, something like that. It was more. It was definitely more a relaxed sort of school that I attended. Um, we had yeah morning prayers and evening prayers, something uh, that sort of thing. Um, Doesn't sound very relaxed if the priest, the parish priest, was calling once a month, though, does it? Uh, well, once a month, maybe. And it was just to come in and ask how we were doing. There was nothing, you know, um, nothing. It wasn't, mm. like, from what I've uh, heard on the radio about, you know, uh, what children are being taught in school today about, you know, um, 
what is it that you said it was something like uh, well one of them was that puberty was a gift from God and other aspects that, then had to do with yeah. the children colouring in um, pictures of Jesus being crucified on the cross and yeah, being told so to draw in, the draw in Mary at I, the end of the cross another one was that the, the, the proper family unit is a father and a mother male and female that kind of thing yeah, yeah. so like just there straight away with the puberty thing like I, I think that's kind of um I wouldn't say call it a dangerous thing to teach kids, but it's obviously a, a kind of a natural biological thing that's going through. If you can kind of teach that in a kid-friendly way in primary school, it'd be definitely um, more beneficial. But would it, like, I'd love to know from younger parents now, for instance, in a primary school, would children be taught that we all come from Adam and Eve, and that they, there was the Garden of Eden, and in the, you know, the snake tempted. Uh, it was Eve yeah. with the apple and that Eve was born from a rib from Adam's rib cage kind of thing you see that's the thing um, like I, that's I, what I, I was taught anyway be, yeah I, I, I do believe that there should be separation between church and well church and state definitely but church and education through state education really there should be separation if, like religion could be taught as a subject in a neutral way where more than one religion was explored you know um, it should be all or none and if it's going to be religious then it needs to be outside of the school then yeah like yeah. If, if you want to raise your children Catholic I think it's definitely more the parents sort of role if you have uh, devote parents that want you raised Catholic you can be raised Catholic up until you're old enough to make your own choice um, I you know, I I think that is I think religion at the end of the day is actually a personal choice, um, rather than maybe something that should be pushed upon you by an institution. A lot of other texts on this, including calls like yours. Thank you, Patty. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Uh, Nina's on line five. Nina, good morning. You could no longer can you hear me okay? You could no longer stay quiet. Why is that? Yes. Hi. <laughs> Um, hello, Nina. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, but uh, when I was listening to this uh, conversation yesterday, I don't uh, remember the name, but uh, it was a man who defended uh, so the Catholic system, uh, religion, James. and so on. Yes. James, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I personally, I really honestly do, do not have anything against any religion. I support all of them. I have a number of friends who are uh, Muslim, they are Catholic, they are even Hindu and so on, but I do not practice it. And uh, in my opinion, it's wrong to just to to force somebody into this. I understand that uh, the Ireland is um, uh, it is a Catholic country it's uh everything is, is okay with that but to teach children in school about uh reproduction and so on by a priest i just find it completely wrong because this is science and sorry but science has nothing to do with religion at all and uh so i i just don't understand that um the Vatican reaffirmed this is an article from the Examiner recently where they quote Roisin Shortall, the Social Democrats, where last month, incredibly, the Vatican reaffirmed that the Catholic Church cannot bless same-sex unions because God cannot bless sin. That's the Church's yes, position. I, yeah. I did uh, read that mm. as well. Mm. 
Uh, I also respect their their. Uh, I mean, I respect values of every religion, but also we need to keep in mind that uh, we live in twenty twenty one. So what happens if you have children in classes and that's the narrative they're being taught and they may well be gay themselves, they might be trans. Uh, must be a very hurtful, dark, worrying, scary place to be. Definitely, definitely, because they, they, are, they are afraid, they will not speak up and uh, they will feel um, like uh, excluded, I think. And uh, it's it's not fair to them or their parents as well. But doesn't that make religion then a dangerous thing if it is if it doesn't if it's not inclusive of all? You know, it, this is uh, what what was also on my mind. But wasn't sure if I if I can say that. In my opinion, if uh, there were no religions, that there would be much less war. Uh, less tension and uh, because it's uh, it's a in a way it's a dividing thing uh, when you hear that Europe is uh, Catholic there is no place for other religions that's not true first of all people have moved uh, for centuries around from uh, country to country and uh, it's you cannot just say this country is this religion, period. Yeah, a lot of war has been related to religion and sometimes religion and land, uh, religion and yes. borders has been an issue with regards to people of one religious group um, um, having one blind belief and a country can be split in two and it can lead to civil war because of, and we've seen that in many countries with regards to religious differences but sometimes it can be religious and the possession of land for that religion and those that follow that religion do you know am I making sense yes yeah. yes so if there was no definitely. so you wonder if there was no religion different religions at all and we were all just here for as long as we're here and that was the end of it would the world be a happier place would there be a lot less war probably don't you think i i I sincerely think so. Yes, I I believe that it would be much. Uh, it, the world would be a better, a better and, place, uh, okay, happier, okay. nicer place. Thank you, Nina. Amy Madden standing by. Amy, good morning. Hi, how are you? Now? Go ahead. Um. Well, my daughter is in sixth class, and she came home with a bucket for their sex education, and it's a HSE bucket. It arrives with a letter as well, and the letter says. One of the lines on the letter was, children will be asked, um, can ask any questions they like, and in brackets it says, but some questions will not be answered, It's not will not be covered by the curriculum. What's the book I called? The book is called Busy Bodies, and it's published by the HSE. And it's not a bad little booklet, but it doesn't include um, issues like... Um, a couple that may might not be able to conceive, whether that's because they're same sex or they're having difficulties. It doesn't cover anything about contraception. It doesn't um, cover um, same sex relationships. Um, what does it, it cover does, then, busybodies? It it tells the basics and it says that um, a man and a woman have uh, will have intercourse to make a baby. It shows their bits and pieces. <laughs> and tell, shows them how to have a proper name for their penis or their vagina. Yeah, so it's so, busy bodies. Yeah, yeah, busy yeah. bodies, yeah. It's, and it's, it's a booklet that has been um, given to us before 
they go and they do their sex education in school. Yeah, yeah. And this is just for sixth class. That's sex so education, as a matter of fact, body parts and how they work. Fair enough. It is. Yeah. But it also says that this program has got to do with relationships. But a relationship in a modern society can take any shape or form. Correct. And it doesn't, it doesn't cover that. It, again, promotes a heterosexual relationship. So this um, is to be, we need to shake all this up, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, it doesn't, religion doesn't, for me, religion or faith formation doesn't have a place in school. School is a place for education, facts, science, history, geography. Um, so I don't, I think faith formation should take place at home. Okay. Whatever your faith is, it's not, it's unfair of people who have strong faiths to, <laughs> But there are 2,800 Catholic primary schools around the country, 2,800 of them. Um, 90% yeah. of, uh, of Catholics of primary schools in, in Ireland are Catholic primary schools. Does that, need, does that need to change? Because if it doesn't change, they're Catholic, and that means that the Catholic ethos will be taught in them, and that's their rules. I think we don't practice faith at home here, and we have many friends of different cultures, and I particularly feel for them when they have a strong faith in their home, of their own faith, that is a different faith than Catholic. And their children, especially at a young age, formative, five and six, come home and spout out Catholic prayers at their dinner table when that's not their faith. Their the Faith formation should take place at home and kids shouldn't be indoctrinated. But then where's the choice if 90% of them are Catholic no primary choice. schools? I don't have a choice. Where are you going to go? My kids go to a Catholic school because yeah. we live in the countryside. I don't have a choice. My only choice is to say, we don't do that here at home, but that's nice for those people. For example, my sixth class child has been invited to um, the church to celebrate her friends' confirmations which is fine by me because if it was a friend's wedding, we would go and celebrate with them, whatever culture they're from. You might go to you a know. wedding and never, ever want to be married, like, or not even believe exactly. in marriage. Yeah, you still yeah, go exactly. to a wedding. So you, you go to those yeah. events to celebrate with those people for their event. It's not about um, us practicing or not practicing. All right. It's not about who they are yeah. or what, you know, we should, we live in a multicultural and should be inclusive society in Ireland these days. And I like to try and promote for my kids at home to be kind and helpful people. I think that's more important than um, teaching them religion. And just listening to the conversations before, Neil, that, like, um, I don't think it's a, the conversation should be about religion per se. It's about the institution. Like, it's the Catholic institution that has in- institutionalised our educational system. And it would be nice if we could. But it's the Catholic you know, bishops are the bit. ones. It's the Catholic bishops are the ones who are talking about that the the best type of family unit is a ma- family unit with a mother and a father, and that sex is a gift from God. Um, if uh, I had more choice, my kids wouldn't go to a Catholic school okay. because I would like to teach them that any family unit is as important as another. Okay, thanks, we, Amy. Thank you. Okay, Super thank points, you. well yeah, made. Thank you for them, Paddy. Standing by. First up, Con. Good morning. Good morning. Do you know what I'm asking? Hard to hear you now, so speak a little closer to the old dog and bone. Very, very close to the phone. Two. Now, Neil, yesterday we had a, 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 a chap called James. I don't agree with him with everything, but you did nothing else, only bash him around. Me, and is it? It was scandalous, Neil. Me? Yes. No, I just tried to interrupt him. If you... him left, right and centre. I often wonder, Neil, would you, you don't harass politicians like that. 
and don't maybe I? you should. No, we had I thought I did. stories about this. Hold I on do, a second, please, Neil. I don't know, is it harassment? I mean, it's just it trying to... It was harassment, and it was nothing else. You leave lost your temper, which I never I, heard you lose. No, 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 I couldn't get... I couldn't interrupt him. I couldn't get a word in. There were so many things I wanted to challenge him about, and I couldn't. Yeah, well, 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 well. <laughs> I'll challenge uh, uh, people like that. Isn't it amazing that Catholics are the one people who get hammered in this society all the time? Tell me, Neil, what do uh, Muslim people uh, think about gay people? Would you ask me that, that? Do you know that there's gay people being being torn off roofs, being murdered, being slaughtered in places like Iran? Yeah, none of that Saudi is right. Arabia. None of that is right. Wait, 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 wait. I don't see any Catholic people slaughtering uh, 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 gay people. And let me tell you another thing. We have atheists on the show as well. Now, maybe they did want a history lesson about their atheist brethren in the Soviet Union. They sent gay people into gulags. They were kicked to death. They were raped by, 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 by prison guards. They were slaughtered and murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, number two, we're talking about abuse in the Catholic Church, which is appalling, and I know that. But let me tell you one fact again about the Soviet Union. In 1945, the uh, Salon, who was an atheist, uh, his army raped Two million women. They raped women in, uh, in, 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 in what you call it, in um, Berlin. Uh, they, raped, they even raped poor Jewish women who had been uh, 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 left out of the what you call it. So did, German, so did German soldiers. So did Italian no, soldiers. soldiers I'm quite sure that Allied soldiers did as well. Well, but there are two million women. Nuns were raped. Uh, 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 as I say, so they they were, and nothing seems to be. It isn't it all right. Catholics that commit offences. No, no, you can't. You can't are, are just you, say. Are you? Are you uh, uh, is that correct? No, it's not. Yes, <laughs> it, it, you can't just say. Oh, listen! Don't be bashing Catholics because this this religion is as bad. That religion is bad. And and and, and just for the record, even bashing Russia, right? You, you talked about the war and rape by Russian soldiers. More, more people in Russia died during the Second World War than all of the combined people who died fighting for the other allies, the English, the Americans, or civilians in the war. More Russians died than everybody else put together. Yeah, but sure, it wasn't there. Did that day into a cushy agreement with... Uh, with um with the Nazis in 1939 to carve up Catholic Poland. Yes, but that was before war was declared. In fact, it was the, it was the Russians put a stop to the gallop of Hitler way, way, way before the Americans got involved or way before... I mean, it's the Americans saved the, the war, really, for the Allies. I mean, before that, it was the Russians on the Eastern Front. Anyway, that, maybe that's, maybe that's off topic. What I'm saying to you is that evil is evil. Now, anti, uh, I, I disagree with what you call it because I believe everyone is equal. As far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, everyone should be respected. That is from conception until natural death. Life is, to me, we don't agree in this country with, 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 with part of this, I know. But that's my belief. I have gay friends, they, they, they go to Mass, they're welcome to Mass, they can, they, 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 they're friends of mine, they're like brothers to me. These two lads 
and I wouldn't swap them for anyone. Yeah. They go to Mass, they're welcome. I remember the parish, he, he telling me that the parish priest welcomed the two of them to his 50th uh, 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 anniversary. And there were priests up the country last week blessing same-sex marriages. I and get I all of that. I have not, I'm not bashing any religion. In any, no, I'm not. I'm, 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 no, no. And you're, the, the, the whole thing is that Oh, let's be honest. Are you confusing oh, me with people who are on the air with an opinion? Yeah, but you didn't challenge him, did you? I challenge everybody as best you I can. If I can get a wor- word in, I couldn't get a word in with James. Well, well, well. People well, describe well. him as being overly pious. Well, I'm not overly pious because I'm a sinner. I go to I, I go to mass. No, I can't. No, with the with the with the thing at the moment because I'm an elderly person. I go to mass. I pray because I'm not perfect, and I find comfort in prayer. No, if other people want to hammer me from that, no, no, no. Listen, no, no. That's not the way. I just, I certainly don't think. I certainly don't think that way. But I want. I just want a world where, if you're straight or gay, it makes absolutely no difference, and that you're not being taught things in school that make you feel as if you're a sinner or a bad person. No one is taught the, the things in school that the sinners are bad person. There, but there are. But but that is happening to to children. If we're looking. No. Well, if you look at if you look at some of the teachings that we've been talking about over the past couple of days, yeah, we have people coming along here and they tell, oh, Roisin Shortall, a court of something, Roisin Shortall is uh, is some sort of an exorcist or something, so she would have that opinion. I believe in everyone deserves a cha- Catholic schools are there; they're serving the people. No, I think that I have joined the week that children have a natural right to a mother and a father. Well, that's Catholic teaching. Is Married that, love is a unique form of love between a man and a woman. Yeah. So my, you, you yeah, don't, don't you don't, don't therefore believe no, no, no. in same-sex marriage. That's the rules. That's the. Well, you don't even talk chemistry for same-sex marriage, uh, don't in y'all. Uh, no, I'll remind you of that. No, I'm only asking you a question. See, I won't know then unless you tell me. But the Vatican says this is what the bishops the of Ireland are saying. Look, my dear, we've been told by the government to do this and that. The, Vatican, the, the, the church in Ireland, do you know, because you may not hear more, there's a man up in Dublin called Brother Crowley. He's from Cork. You don't know him, of course, because maybe you don't move in those type of circles. Now, that brother, he's a caption brother, feeds 400 people every day and every, and every. And do you know what his salary is? Zero. Right. Do he ask anyone who they are? Are they gay? Are they straight? Are they No. Are they fun? No. He, you're missing, you're missing the point. Of course there are good people. And I mean, exactly. I, I, I'm and not disputing... I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what's being taught to children in school. About family, about love, about sex, about relationships. About being all-inclusive. Do you find out what they teach in Muslim schools? No, that wasn't... We don't have 90% of the schools in Ireland the, called the, the, Muslim the, schools. The, the, the Catholic schools welcome every child into the, the, the schools. And I was listening to Mr. Leo Varadka some weeks ago on, on the television line, and he said that his problem is that parents in schools do not want to divest the schools in his constituency, which is up in Long Castle Knock. They do not want... The Catholic Church wants well. to divest schools, and the parents... Don't, and sometimes the politicians... Well, what I'm hearing this morning is, uh, yesterday morning particularly, is that people don't want religion in schools at all. No, people who don't want religion in schools. What do they want in school? Education. Yeah, and they got the education. Yes, but 
I've given you examples of what's being taught in different classes, which would be unacceptable to many people in society with regards to how it's changed. Had they been taught that? We had a person here this morning complaining, right? He, he rang you and he said that he's going to get married and that he's being, uh, he's being, um, he does a priest who has children. Uh, um, yeah, there are classes before you get married where a priest know. where a priest talks to you. Yeah, so the 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 priest shouldn't be able to talk. Not about sex. Well, they're talking about sex. What? Anyway, and another thing, Neil, you have a choice. You don't have to get married in the Catholic Church. Okay, okay. okay. No, no, but don't worry. We finish. I mean, we have uh, we we. I'm paying taxes. I'm paying uh, television license. I got the pension. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see why I should be paying uh, 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 £400,000 a year to watch a call, eh? Who? Uh, this, this fellow that does late, late show. Totally. Things that we, and if this, if this man doesn't want to get married in the church, he has free will. Um, he like priest. He has free will, he doesn't have to. I can't, I can't, I don't have the text in front of you, but he could be Catholic, but still believe that that priests have no place to be telling people about sex. But no, but I mean, Roderick O'Gorman has no children, and uh, he's, uh, he's the minister for children. So, he might be good at the job. He's not very good at the job, as you see with the mother and baby home. Okay, okay. No, All right, I okay, I, I, think I've been, I think I've been very fair to you, Con. I, I, need, I, need, to, I need to move on. Just one, one more point. You said that already, you see? No, 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 I have another point. Yeah. You were talking about Bezver and modern baby homes. Yeah. And they were appalling. Yeah. But don't forget the Protestant church had their own modern baby home, the Bethany home, and there was babies buried in a mass grave up in Roger Carter's way. Does that, that, that doesn't make anything acceptable. Nothing is acceptable, yeah. but neither does, neither does this, 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 this uh, heat fest that we... We have this morning, and in fairness, you have listened to me, and I have, I've had, I have uh, had my pint across. Good stuff. Delighted to hear it. Stay in touch. Well, Thanks, Con. Okay. And I got my pint across. Thank you. Back after the break. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Okay, so first run spuds tonight. Yesterday got across the county bounds for the first time in I don't know how long. And I was down in Port McGee and I was over along Carsevine and getting the rib out of lockup and stuff like that. It was lovely. The weather was absolutely gorgeous and it was lovely to be in a different place, mind you. I mean, got some lovely trips to West and East Cork as well, but it was something nice about going up over the county bounds and what have you. And as uh, time goes on, of course, we'll have more opportunities to go and stay in different places after June 2nd, of course, the hotels and what have you, and the 7th and outdoor dining and a few jars and what have you. But, uh, you know, and I hope as well that I'll be getting a lot more giveaways as I go across the summer with, with hotels and, and breaks and stuff like that to give away on the air for people Uh, by way of prizes. I'm happy to take that. But with regards to my own little patch of the world, when I'm not in Cork, I'm down around Port McGee and maybe you know the area or Valencia Island and stuff like that. Some lovely businesses down there. And they have come together. Sent me a lovely email during the week because we hope that the Skellig boats will go uh, to Skelligs. They're certainly, the boats are in the water. I saw them there yesterday. And what they certainly will be doing is they'll be doing trips around Skellig Michael and trips around the small Skellig, which is a, a bird sanctuary. If you haven't, haven't been there, they will be. Now, whether they be landing or not, I'm not sure yet. They may land with smaller numbers. We'll have to see what happens with regards to uh, the protocols and, and health guidelines on that. But certainly they'll be doing trips around it. 
So we put together uh, a two-night stay in the moorings in Port McGee. Trip around Skellig Michael with Skellig Michael boat trips. A 100 euro hamper for Skellig chocolates. A tour of the Skellig gin distillery. It's actually a gin and whiskey distillery. They've laid the whiskey down. Obviously, that'll be laid down for eight or ten years. But the moment they're distilling gin. So you got a tour of that. Um, we've also organized um, entry to the Skellig Experience, which is the interpretive center just over the bridge on Valencia. A bottle of Port McGee whiskey and a 25 euro voucher Valencia Island ice cream. So have all that's one big prize. Yeah. Two nights in the mornings. The mornings is a, is a hotel now. So it gets to open from the 2nd of June. If you want to check out, I think everyone's going to be really busy. So it wouldn't be hanging around with regards to checking out or picking up the phone. Moorings.ie. I know that many of the holiday homes and TripAdvisor homes, they're all booked already. So it's really going to be busy in Cork and certainly in Kerry. The, I think fair to say the two most popular tourist destinations in the country I know people will fact check and say ah more people go more tourists go to Dublin anywhere else I, I understand all of that but you know what I'm saying so I just need to come up with a, a, a mechanic or a mechanism to give that away and I will in the coming days but I just mentioned it so it's something nice to look forward to if you haven't been down to that part of the world okay uh, before I love you and leave you for the day that's in it what's just one fast call before I go Elaine good morning Morning, Neil. How are um, you? Okay, I'm good. Uh, again, uh, back to children in school. Um, one of the more disturbing ones for me was the was the crucifixion um, and and children colouring it in and and you know painting in Mary at the bottom of the cross. But anyway, your thoughts. My thoughts really is, I suppose, I know they have to learn it and we are very religious in our approach, but my own daughter was very affected by learning about the crucifix and, and what happened. And it was more and so of the behaviour of Jesus's friends and how people could be so cruel to their friend for the pieces of gold. And, and, and I suppose the way the behaviour was and how his mother at the end of the cross crying and um, we're trying to instill good behaviour and good morals and values into her kids and trying to explain faith then to her child is quite difficult. Oh, was that a story of around Good Friday and, and Judas yes. and selling yes, out Jesus yes. was it? Yes, yeah and uh, is, that, daughter, is that what she, she couldn't she couldn't comprehend that was it? She, she couldn't comprehend it all. It, it's part of school and it's part of learning and they need to know it but then to explain to her that this was something that happened and something that we need to believe and it's, it's part of a religion and yes, we do need our faith and we need our morals but she just couldn't comprehend how someone could be so cruel, people could be so cruel looking at someone being lashed, look at being someone nailed to the cross and and she couldn't comprehend how someone could do that to another person, another human being. It's like life is about love and it's about kindness and it's about empathy and she just couldn't understand it. But how distressing did she find it? it Were there sleepless nights? There were sleepless nights so I I went into the school and we spoke about it so we we decided not to have her involved in any more of the teachings at that present time just about the crucifix and about Good Friday but she still would obviously have been religion class and I think it's very important because at the end of the day our faith is very important but it was just that part of religion that she found very overwhelming. Wow, wow, wow. Did you have nightmares? She did. She, there was a, few, a good few sleepless nights where I was in the bed with her and I, I suppose it's their little minds. They're so innocent. They're like sponges and just to, I suppose, be able to regulate what is right and what is wrong. And, and like I was saying to her that it is part of our religion. It is part of our life. We, this is what we have been taught, but now people don't do that sort of thing. But then we were just explaining to her as well that after the three days, there was light that Jesus gave up his 
life to help other people. So it's very hard and very difficult to explain to a nine-year-old something so tragic and something so traumatic. Yeah, that's that's why it's really important to be talking to young mothers like yourself with young children because for me, I'm way out of this, you know, long, long time yes. ago, even with my own yes. kids a long, long time ago. So should it, be, should, it, should it be in school at all? Should that be in school at all? Well, they, they, they do need to learn about it and some people, some kids, it just, it just kind of goes off their back. They don't, they don't think about it at all. But and not every parent then is capable of talking that through. Yes, yes, and I, I actually spoke to the other people, and, and my sister would have a child the same age, and and her their kids had a different reaction. So I suppose it's about every child and and what they, how they process the information. But my daughter, it took a lot longer to understand how the cruelty could be there. She's a very kind, empathetic, caring. So therefore, was traumatized by it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, and she just couldn't understand how friends could who could kind of I suppose go behind someone's back and the betrayal and the the upset and and what actually happened and then having the she pictured the mother at the end of the cross mourning for her child. I know, I know. So I it's, know, it's very, very upsetting and it's very hard, I suppose, to understand. But she's she's after processing it now it it, it is it is becoming uh, I suppose she's she's learned about what people can do, but there is also light at the end of it as well. But we do like I, I instill religion with them. They go down to the church. They light their candle. They pray for anyone who's passed away or anyone who's unwell. So the religion part is in our house. But sometimes we need to be very careful in how we approach it. Thank you for that. Have a good day. Last word this morning to Elaine. Our lines to stay open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.